Let's Go Blues Radio is powered by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dying brush. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Uh, Welcome to Season 9, Episode 10 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. With promo code LGB, make your balls a priority this fall. Um, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 276 all time. Your hosts tonight are used to the Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. Jeff's is at Ponder 94 and you can follow us on Instagram as well. We're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. Um, and for those watching the live streams right now on either of those platforms, thank you for joining us and feel free to comment in the live chats and we'll address uh, what we can during the live show. Um, there was an issue right off the bat with uh, YouTube had issues earlier today. So, and we had dual feeds in our uh, streaming service here. Didn't know which one to choose. We chose. I chose one, and I think I guessed wrong. <laughs> so um, it was a 50-50 shot, and I blew it. Uh, but I think we're good now. Um, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, thank you for joining us as well. And, uh, of course, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues-themed T-shirts, mugs, or no, not mugs, T-shirts and stickers that helps support the show. Mugs was about two years ago. Uh, guys, how are you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, especially you, I guess. <laughs> nobody, nobody well, cares about I, Bill, uh, but uh, Bill's no, got, Jeff's, no, got some, is, Jeff's got some. Uh, this is all uh, some. This is all a non-Bill show. Um, for those of you watching and wondering why I'm wearing a mask, it's because I'm trying to protect myself from Kurt and Bill. I don't want them to catch what I have. Um, I'm, uh, You're trying to protect yourself because... from us. There are air so holes, so I you... don't. I don't think this mask actually works. No. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, it's the old crease police mask. Yeah. You guys remember those? That was. Uh, yeah, I have one. Was it? Didn't they like they they picked a section? And yeah, right. I say I got a bunch of them. Yeah. There you go. Damn it. Yeah, we could all do our there. show in our crease police. Ha ha, <laughs> loser. <laughs> Mine's over there on the shelf. <laughs> I could get it, but nah. I, I don't want to get up. I just I just inhaled two years' worth of dust. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Uh, so, yes, the reason that I uh, was jokingly wearing a mask to start the show was because uh, I actually tested positive for COVID. <laughs> um, so I had uh, – I've had COVID now for about a week. I started showing symptoms 
uh, almost a, a week ago to the minute. Um, and uh, it's been an interesting week, to be sure. That's big reason why we didn't have a show last week. Uh, Kurt, uh, well, we, we couldn't do Wednesday. I couldn't do it because of uh, some obligations. Um, and then Bill had something come up. Kurt had something come up. So I'm like, okay, I'll do something Thursday night. Yeah, fever was almost 101 on Thursday. So I was like, yeah, that's not happening. And I was going to do it again on Friday. Fever did not go away. So I said, I probably have COVID. No show this week, guys. I think we've done a live show. We've done at least a show, gosh, uh, once a week now for at least three years, four years. Something like that. I think that's a pretty good run. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like I told you guys, I think I built up some flack because I did two shows a week. The summer of the blues uh won the cup. So we're no. allowed to take a week off. And and, and yeah. honest honestly, to, our shows are twice as good as everyone else's anyway. So True. really each and they're twice as long too. So you know, you you, you get you get you, you really do get twice the the bang for your buck here anyway. So Right. <laughs> no, so it's uh it's it's been an interesting week at the Ponder House. Somehow my wife has tested negative. Uh, we have not gotten my son tested yet, but uh, I will tell of those of you who think that uh, this is a farce, that this is not a real disease, I am here to tell you it is a very real disease. It is not fun to have. Um, I've been on the men now. I think I'm on the back end of it. And uh, But yeah, in the heart of it, that was some uh, interesting stuff that I had to deal with. But you're feeling uh, you're on the upswing. Yes, uh, feeling much better now. We're going to get to our drinks of the show. But uh, as I told you guys, I've actually dropped eight pounds this week, not because of COVID. It's actually in a healthy way because I have not lost my appetite, but I did lose my sense of taste and smell. So I have literally just been eating healthy nonstop. Kale, yogurt, uh, anything I get my hands off that's that's uh, kind of good for you. That's what I've been eating, and I've I've actually dropped a bunch of weight because of it. So, if there's you, one blessing from COVID, that's what it is. You've got a lot of work to do to put that back on once you get fully 100. <laughs> percent I told the wife, I'm like, man, when I get my sense of taste back, because at this point, that's all that's gone right now. Um, if I get my taste back, I am, I'm just gonna go to town, and I'm I'm thinking biscuits and gravy are gonna be my first meal. <laughs> Go to Hardy's. That sounds so amazing to me right now. <laughs> Bob Evans. I don't well, know, but it's going to be something tasty. Well, I'm glad you're you're feeling better, and uh, I know that it was uh, when you when you said that you thought you had it, and I'm like, well, okay, we'll we'll see. And then you said you had it. I'm like, wow, okay. So you're actually the first person uh, that I've talked to verbally here that have that has had it. I I've known mm-hmm. a number of people that have had it. Um, like, a, uh, and, and known people that have known people that have had it, but, uh, I haven't talked to them. So, um, uh, this is, uh, I'm uh, you're, you're first for me. So I'm like, kind of like just staring at you right now. Just what's wrong with him. Uh, he looks normal. <laughs> is his skin <laughs> like peeling the, off? It's kind of like at the zoo, right? <laughs> right. You, you don't see one of these up close in person. No. It's like, when the, it's like when the lions come out of their dens. It's like, Oh, there he is. I will yeah. say I probably looked a lot different about a week ago. So um, I I probably look pretty good right now. My hair is a little bit of a mess, but that's because I have not bothered to style or do anything with my face in the last week. I've said, I don't care. This is how I look. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting week for sure. So hopefully and, you guys don't get it. So well, I mean, th- it, I, I was gonna wear a mask on the show, to, just to prevent the the virus from coming through the tubes and the internet. But uh, so you said you think you got it, uh, maybe from voting, maybe. Yeah. Ish. So okay, okay. So here's the thing. Um, I got it. Do you go to St. Charles lately. and vote? Yeah, yeah, that. Oh that my was God. my first question. <laughs> making my making my hometown look great. Thank you for that. What a shit show Lord. that's up, been up there lately. My Whew. God, they can't do Those anything. Those right. don't know. There Come was somebody Charles. in St. Charles who worked in a uh, was it? They they were one of the poll workers, right? And he passed away. And he yeah. had COVID and knew it. Knew she it. Was knew the he had it. Yeah. She. She. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knew she had it, and then passed away shortly after. I, Good lord! I, yeah, it was just—it was just a few days after, wasn't it? It was pretty close. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I mean, what is? But no. So I—I I have no idea where I got it from because the guys I play hockey with on Sundays, none of them have it. No, they a bunch of them went and got tested. Nothing. Um, and the guys on both teams, and then um, that's the only time I left the house was to to vote. I mean, I I've gone to the grocery store here and there, but. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of is, you know, maybe I got it from somebody passing in the grocery store. Um, There was a guy when I was voting right behind me who did not know anything about social distancing and was not wearing a mask the whole time. And I even said out loud, hoping he'd hear me, ah, this motherfucker better not give me COVID. And here I was two days later getting COVID. So I, I don't know. Maybe you got it there, and the person that gave it to you also gave it to him. Maybe. So, I don't know. Oh, cross your fingers. Hope so. No, that's mean. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's very vindictive and, and uh, no, retaliatory, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in the karma game, that's really bad. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. I, would wanna, yes. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to. I want that on my plate. Don't don't make <clears throat> me come back over to your house and lick your doorknobs again. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've touched it. Like inside my house or outside. Pick one. Pick all of them. <laughs> because uh, yeah, outside, I don't think I've touched a doorknob outside my house in a while. I've been inside for a couple of days, but uh, yeah, inside, yeah, it'd be kind of uh, like I said. You, 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 you may have herpes now. So, well, <laughs> I already had that, so we're good. All right. <laughs> Can you get double herpes? I don't know. Is it twice as bad. <laughs> Mega herpes. Is that a thing? <laughs> what gonorrhea? You got that? I'm gonna have that. <laughs> uh, new uh, announcements. We got some uh, new shirts in the shop today. Uh, they uh, dropped them earlier this morning. Uh, we got a Federico and uh, Sutter political mashup. Um, we've got um, a Steen 20, which is probably a little nerdy, and uh, the target market for that is probably kind of small, but. Uh, it's a Vic 20. Uh, it's a, like an 80s computer mashup with Steen. And there was a computer in the 80s called Vic 20. There's a logo kind of turned into a Steen 20 and put it on the sites and the shirt. So I think it looks cool. I don't know. It's, it doesn't cost anything to put it up there. So we'll see if anybody likes it. And uh, I like it. You did great work, Kurt. <laughs> I didn't. Did you? Did you? Did you get the reference? Probably not. You were born. Yes, in I what? did. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it. I actually had a Vic 20. That's why it's. You know, if you didn't have one, you may not. No, but, uh, and I brought back a few others that we had in the past, uh, such as the Play Gloria shirt. Uh, they make me drink. Uh, OMG Becky. So uh, so check them out at uh, letsgoblues.com if you have a chance. 
Um, <clears throat> official beers of episode number 276. Uh, Bill, what you got? I, I am going with um, the, <clears throat> we talked about this before, that we had to get it when it came out, and we got it when it came out. The <clears throat> Maple Mackinac Fudge KBS from Founders. Do you call it Mackinac? Mackinac. Is that how you pronounce it? That's oh, how you Mackinac. I'm, I'm I know that. glad I had it before you did. <laughs> Maple Mackinac. Okay. All right. Mackinac. I, it's Mackinac. I, yeah. I, I've, I know the term holy Mackinac. I just thought that was different than the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who, was, who was the Toronto broadcaster? Who what was his name? That that was his saying. Um, he was the local radio guy for the Leafs for years. Yeah. You look it up and I'll talk about how fabulous this beer is. So, uh, Bowen. KBS. Joe Bowen. Joe Bowen. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So, you take your founder's KBS, which is a very, very good beer to begin with, um, and you add uh, maple Mackinac fudge coffee and lots and lots of chocolate, and yeah, it's it's quite amazing. Um, and it, I think it's also, uh, let me just read it for you guys. Uh, Imperial Stout with Mackinac Fudge coffee, maple syrup, and chocolate aged in oak bourbon barrels. Kurt has one too. I do. Uh, and yeah, you're right. The description sounds like fucking amazing. Um, yeah. But it, I, I, I had one the other night. Loved it. Delicious. Um, but I, I found a recipe online and it was, uh, and I sent it to Bill and, uh, Bill had this the other day and, uh, let me pull it up here. So I'm, I have, I'm having the KBS, but this is a mixed drink with the KBS. I think the only mixed drink I've ever had with beer before was, well, okay. Uh, Irish car bomb, uh, drinks mm -hmm. like that where you drop a shot in, um, yep. uh, uh, dog piss, which is, uh, uh, uh beer and vodka, I think. <laughs> Uh, Bud anyway. Light Orange specifically. <laughs> Bud Light Orange. Um, yeah, if you've had, if you've eaten too many carrots, it's Bud Light Orange. Um, so it's called Werewolf Blood, and it's a KBS cocktail. So it's uh, ice with four ounces of the KBS, two ounces of bourbon, one teaspoon vanilla, one teaspoon chocolate syrup, and a splash of cream or half and half. And so I've got that right here. It doesn't look as pretty in the picture because I kind of poured the milk in first, which made it kind of a muddy kind of a look, but. Um, it kind of looks like a white Russian uh, if, if you pour the milk in last, I guess. But it, it's it's pretty good. I like it. And I was telling Bill, you can't really taste the bourbon because there's already bourbon in the beer. So you don't really – there's a lot of alcohol in this this drink here. <laughs> and I don't really taste yeah. it. And I think – I don't know if the uh, the vanilla and the chocolate kind of like uh, deaden it. I don't know. But it just, you, this is kind of dangerous. It, it's good. And it's – you don't really – it doesn't taste like it's got a lot in it. Yeah. I, so I, you, I made uh, that you, on – I was going to say, I made that on Halloween, and uh, I think the chocolate I used was too heavy because it, it wound up being uh, a, a, on the flat side overall. Okay. Tasted great. I got drunk. It was great, <laughs> but it was flat. So make sure you use a lighter chocolate like Hershey's. I did. I used Hershey's. Not, so. Yeah. It's good. Go ahead, Jeff. Give it a try. I was going to say um... – you know, Kurt, you, you said you poured the milk in first. I mean, do you do that when you eat cereal too? No, the thing, no, God, no. Who does that? I, <laughs> I brought all the ingredients down here into the into the studio first, and I and I and I poured the milk into a shot glass and brought it down here, and 
I, I needed a shot glass to measure the bourbon, so I just did the milk first. That that was the reason there. So I I would not I, the milk goes last, but I just didn't this time. I know how it works. So uh, my drink of the episode, uh, it is not beer, uh, because you know it's funny. The wife said she's like, "So you didn't have a beer of the episode?" And I was like, uh, "No." I'm like, "That'd be really dangerous because then I could literally just chug any beer and it would not bother me." So. Yeah, I decided it's probably not good to have beer because I, I won't know my limit. Um, this is uh, this is a homemade kale shake, folks, <laughs> in a uh, in an Aquaman cup. That's uh, only in theaters December twenty first. Which which theater cup um, is that? Is that a th- theater cup? Yeah, it's a theater cup. This AMC is, uh, or uh, Marcus? Marcus? It's Marcus? Marcus. Yep. The old Werenberg theater chain. Yep. So yeah, this is when Aquaman came out. But yeah, I, uh, as I said, I have literally just been eating and drinking as healthy as possible, just because I figure I never do that. So it's good when I can't taste to just do it now. So I'm all in. And I, I told the wife, I go, hopefully I finish all this kale I bought uh, before I get my taste back, because then otherwise it's just going in the garbage. I'm, I'm kind of reading over the uh, YouTube chat comments here. Um, the AJ Strong, uh, friend of the show from uh, Teal Town, USA, over in over there on the west coast of San Jose. Uh, Sharks podcast, Sharks show, good show. Um, waiting on uh, Kurt's Sharks concept jerseys featuring eggplant, which yeah, they are. I've got to find some time to do that. I really do. Um, I I. I uh, I was looking for uh, some nice free templates that uh, to kind of mimic what uh, uh, you guys did, what uh, Eric did. <clears throat> but yeah, they're uh, they're hard to come by, so I'm have to. They might not look as cool as uh, your guys's, but uh, I'm working on it. Um, and uh, oh yeah, what is Kurt sucking down? Yeah, we went over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I think good. you were talking about what you were what you're sucking down before the show. Oh, that's yeah. We talked. Mm. Yeah. Talk about it later. That's that's for a different podcast. That's for the right. after hours podcast. That's for the that's for let's go blues radio after dark. Which let's go bl- blues let's go blues uh, red shoe diaries. <laughs> I think Teal Town's got the after dark thing covered, so we got to come up with a new name for that. Teal or it's uh, let's go blues xxx. Yeah, let's go blues black. Let's go black radio. Let's go let's red. Go. <laughs> Let's go Red Light District Radio. Red Light District Perfect. Radio. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped Beer app. My handle is at CPrice12. Jeff's is at JPonder94. Bill's is BillyBlueNote33. <clears throat> so you can follow us and see what we're drinking if you're so inclined. <clears throat> Today in Blues History. Man, my throat. <clears throat> need a cough button. See you. What did you do, Jeff? What did you do? <laughs> right. I mentioned that he was sucking something down before the show, so you know. I'm getting, True. Uh, I'm getting Pavlov's uh, re- uh, reaction here for that kind of that comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, November 11th, 1989, St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues hang a. <laughs> I, I should not read this the way he has this uh, <laughs> in Twitter speak because uh, it's, it's condensed to fit the character limit. St. <laughs> Louis Blues hang banner in honor of Dan Kelly. Sounds like caveman talk. 
<laughs> so the St. Louis Blues hang a banner in honor of Dan Kelly, uh, the best hockey play-by-play man there was and will be. He helped teach the city of St. Louis the game of hockey. So uh, it's a <clears throat> it's a bold statement, but uh, hard to argue with uh, Dan Kelly being the best play-by-play man in hockey history. Uh, not the first play-by-play man in St. Louis Blues history, though. Because the first guy was Jack Buck. Jack, Jack Buck. Buck. Jack Buck, right. First season, he did blues hockey. Which is amazing. Just oh, goes God. to show the range that guy had. Oh, he did football. He did baseball. He did uh, 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 hockey. He probably did basketball. Um, I think so, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the image, the graphic they show was the, uh, the blues players in the stands and one in the back is eating popcorn. Out of a box. Um, I have that pocket schedule somewhere. I was looking for it before the show Thanks. and I couldn't find it. It's in a binder with hockey cards and stuff. And I, uh, I was going to pull it up and show it, but I don't have it. I can't find it. I have it though. It's somewhere. Um, November 11th, 2017. Uh, Ari passes away three years ago today, which, um, you know, um, never met her, but. Uh, I, when that happened, I was like, your, your heart kind of sinks. It's like, uh, because I don't think I don't think we were given the public was given updates on how she was doing. You know, why would they? But um, it's uh, and all of a sudden you hear she passed away. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't. Maybe they did say she wasn't doing very well, but I, I didn't, I didn't notice. But uh, that's uh, you know, such a sweet girl. And to, if, if you have kids, it's kind of a different level of, of how that stuff works. Um, it just it just hits you, and it just sucks and to to I, and I put myself in the parents shoes you know and it's just I it's a I, I can't imagine somebody it's got to be absolutely one of the worst things you can go through as a as a as a parent to have a a, a child pass away it's just I mean ugh, God, I mean Jeff you've got I mean your parents I mean it's just I can't explain yeah you can't, that's, you, can't explain, um, you can't even really talk about it you know, every now and then you you have a, a deep, dark conversation with another parent. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's uh, a, a friend that's a parent. And sometimes, that I don't know, for you, that question has come up to me. Uh, you know, over a couple beers, it was, what are you going to do if you outlive your kid? And it's just, yeah, I, I can't even think about that. I can't even, like, I don't want to even imagine that. Like, as much as, as I don't want my kid to have to go through my death, I'm sorry. I really don't want to go through a kid's. I, I just couldn't imagine. So, and yeah, same with thing with Ari. Um, with me, I, it hit me really hard when that happened. I, I really. That was when I really kind of started getting into the. I don't know. I guess the the kids that the team start bringing aboard. Ari was really the first one. You know, obviously we've we've got Layla, but. Um, I, uh, uh, that was the first one that, that was really just, okay, she's going to pull through. We're going to see her progress. We're going to see her lift the cup one day. And then that happened. And it was just, wow. And I remember that next, I don't know if the blues played that night or if it was the night after. And they had like a little remembrance thing on the, on the, um, on the board. It was just tough to watch. And, um, you know, still, like you said, still, makes me feel uneasy talking about even three years later um 
November 11th, uh, 1995, Jeff Courtnall recorded his fifth career hat trick in a St. Louis Blues 4-1 to win versus the New York Islanders. Um, this was in the, uh, I guess, the you know, 95. It's fitting we have a 95 reference because this was uh, he was wearing a clown jersey when this happened. Um, I, I um, yeah, I, you know, um, actually he wasn't. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. This was 95. So. I, I like Jeff Courtnall. A lot of people hate the man, and I get it. I, I mean, but uh, Jeff Courtnall, he's the reason why we had that huge comeback in, against L.A. in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, two big moments that I remember of Courtnall's career were, you know, running Jamie's store and getting yeah. us the five-minute power play that swung that series. Yeah. And uh, the other was uh, him uh, completely uh, knocking Ronick unconscious, um, I think in uh, 92, 90, 93 season. See, so Just the hockey world should love for that. Right, caught him completely. He was Scott Stevens-style, head down, buried him. Um, I mean, not that I, I'm trying to uh, advocate for you know destructive hits but that was the era right that was that was everybody was head hunting back then and jeremy ronick was one of the most hated blues rivals so you know 17 year old me loved that moment absolutely that's uh yeah i i i uh 98 it was the year with the the store incident i guess that was 98 right um, that sounds right. They uh, they went on and played the Stars. Uh, I believe it was the Stars in the second round. And um, I remember they... So my sister, uh, she's four years older than me. So at this time, she's probably 16, 17. So we were all at the game. My brother drove us. It was me, her, and my brother. And um, she had talked all night about how she could not stand Jeff Cornell. She hated the way he played the game. She couldn't stand how he ran the goalie the series before and just blah, 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 blah. Just kept going. And finally, the, the Blues won that game in overtime. And I want to say, I don't know for sure, but I want to say it was Pavel Dimitra won the game in overtime. And Courtnall got the assist. These two drunk assholes behind us. So keep in mind, she's like 16. They were like, oh, Courtnall, oh. And they both took their beers and they dumped them on my sister. Oh. And she just turned around and my brother was like, I'm going to fucking kill these guys. And they just jetted. They just ran as quick as they could. I was was going to say. assholes. (laughs) I was going to say, I hope you were in the paper the next day. Because uh, that is. So they dumped the beer and they took off? What a bunch yeah. of pussies. If you're going to dump the beer yeah. on somebody, you stand there and, t- and face it. Oh, my God. Yeah, huh. I mean, considering I was like 13, my brother, yeah, I mean, he was 23. So I guess you're maybe afraid he's going to attack yeah. you. But, like, yeah. you're two guys in your 40s. Come on. <clears throat> you never had a beer poured on you at a hockey game, Kurt? I've had a – no, I haven't. Hmm. Have you? I I had it twice, yeah. And I was <laughs> I was a teenager. I never have. Yeah, both times, both times I was wearing my Patrick Waugh Canadiens jersey. Well, the first time, <laughs> the the first time was my uh, was our coach. We were there uh, Your as coach. a team, <laughs> and my coach, yeah, my, yeah, my dad was in on the act. So uh, that fun, didn't count. That didn't count. Fun, yeah. And uh, another time, there was just a drunk guy who uh, didn't like that I was wearing a Chicago jersey because CH Canadians. <clears throat> 
Oh, was he the it, only time he thought it was a Chicago Dream. Right. Okay. Was oh. not the only time that I had been confronted by a drunk person who thought it was a Chicago jersey. Huh. Yeah. I think your cousin Jeff was with me another time. And, uh, yeah. It, awful. St. Louis there, Blues Hoosier fans of the of the eighties and nineties were were some of the 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 greatest gems that you could imagine coming across. <laughs> I, I, there was about three years ago where I went to Mardi Gras, and I might have even told this story on on the show before, but I was wearing my uh, my Whalers jersey, uh, my all green like the original Whalers jersey, and you know I was getting a lot of compliments on it. People loved it, except for these three drunk idiots when I uh, was walking by their house. They just started yelling at me, "Hey, fuck the Islanders! The Islanders are terrible! Fuck they are the terrible!" Islanders. And I, and I looked at Peckham and I go, I agree, they are terrible. <laughs> and they're like, well, are you wearing their jersey? And I'm like, I'm not. It's a fucking Whalers jersey. And they're like, oh, they well, suck too. Like the Islanders. I'm like, it looks nothing like the Islanders. Different colors. Here. Not even the do same see, colors. Do you see the Gordon's fisherman on here? <laughs> you know, yeah, right. You know, it's funny because the Islanders have had such a mostly – I mean, they've had they had a dynasty in the '80s, but just but mostly since then, it's been shit. Um, mostly, but and so if you were to say to the random person wearing the Islanders jersey, if you're just not knowing the year, hey, the Islanders suck, you'd be like, oh, they probably did that year. They probably did. They've not been good for a while. So hit or miss, I guess, with the Islanders. Mostly hit. Mostly. Want to give a want to give a uh, shout out to Brandy Capone, who's listening to the show tonight on YouTube. Uh, she says, I went to the spread Ari's light game and there wasn't a dry eye in the section. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to that game. I had a lot of, I knew a lot of people that went and they said that it was one of the most moving tributes they've ever seen live. There was, you know, speaking of moving, I, I got emotional just reading the, the tweet and watching the video that was posted along with it because they had a little montage of of, uh, of Ari interviews and things that she did with Tarasenko um, and uh, John Kelly and Darren Pang. Um, they're, they're just watching that. Um, I got, you know, a little emotional. Um, but uh, the most emotional game I was actually in attendance for was the first game after 9-11 when uh, the first game the Blues played after 9-11, and it was a... Um, um, so the first home game, I guess. So uh, and so they they brought in uh, what's his name uh, to sing uh, Lee uh, Greenwood. Lee Greenwood, yeah, to sing America yeah. the Beautiful. I guess it was. I'm proud to be yeah. in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where at least I so that and he sang that and just the whole and the, the they had some words and stuff and that was a very emotional game. It was like. Uh, we won that game too. I mean, I could, I, I would have, I mean, as a fan, I would have run through a brick wall yeah. for, for anybody it, that it, game. It was season opener, right? Cause the, yeah. yep. Season opener. 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was there for that too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. Capitals? Mm, I don't know. I cannot remember. Sounds right. That sounds right. And I, I remember know. it was exactly a month. It was October 11th, 2001. Okay. All right. The weird things we remember, right? You you remember more details than I do. Um, November 11, 2014, Yori Laterra records a hat trick versus the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, probably not a uncommon thing to do against the Sabres. Uh, was the first natural hat trick for the St. Louis Blues since Al McInnes in 1998. 
So 16 years there between natural hat tricks. Long time. Um, so then, uh, real quick, that game, October 11th, 2001, Los Angeles Kings, hmm. Blues lost 6-5. to five. Um, Let's see, Keith Kachuk, Pavel Dimitra, Scott Young all had good games. But uh, I'm guessing Brent Johnson was in goal if they lost that bad. Oh, and I was correct. So we did lose that game. Brent Johnson. Yeah, we lost. See, I, okay. I remember Smoke nothing about stack. the game then. I remember the before the game. I would have, I, I would have. Could have sworn that we won. Oh, big go. fight. Big fight at the end of the game as uh, Rich Pilon took on Kelly Bookberger. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Pilon. <clears throat> I did not like him whatsoever. Why not? I, yeah, I'm i surprised that he just wasn't called Pilon by everybody. <laughs> I mean. Big and slow. He, yeah, big and slow and. Yeah, isn't isn't the uh, isn't he in the Lemieux statue or is, no? That's Craig Hartsburg. Lemieux undressed. Uh, that's not Pilon. That's. Mm. I think it's Craig Hartsburg because I think it was the the North Stars in the '92 Cup final. It was definitely the North Stars, but I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> Mike Leon says, "How dare you? Johnny was a brick wall." Yeah, I said, okay, so I know Mr. Mike Leon, and uh, I always, I, I play hockey with him, and every single time I mention Brent Johnson, I make sure to talk about how terrible he is, because Leon is a big fan of uh, Brent Johnson. He was terrible, Leon. You know, it's Deal funny, it. Brent Johnson's interesting. He he's it really, did, I mean, he was, for a little while, he was really good, and then for a little while, he was really bad. And there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of middle ground with Brent Johnson. He was either one or the other, um, kind of a roller coaster. Um, play, great playoffs against the Hawks. Uh, when was that? Two thousand and two or something or three? Two thousand two. That is yeah. correct. He had yeah. the what three game three game shutout streak. Yeah, that was great because that because the previous series against the Hawks was in ninety three, and that was when Joseph shut them down and had a couple of shutouts, and the fans were bowing to Joseph. So I think I think at the time I added it up, and then like I don't know what it was like uh, uh, the eight or nine playoff games that they played against the Hawks in the last two meetings. The Hawks scored like I don't know, not many goals, like five or six goals. It was crazy. Uh, November eleventh, nineteen seventy-five. Chuck Lefley, the St. Louis Blues, scored his sixth shorthanded goal in only the sixteenth game of the season, in a five-to-three win versus the New York Rangers. Only four other Blues players have as many as six shorthanded goals in an entire single season. And he did it in the 16th game of the season. So nuts. Uh, sorry, real quick. New York Islanders was the team in the uh, Lemieux statue. And uh, two former St. Louis Blues, I didn't realize this, Rich Pilon and Jeff Norwood. It was Pilon. Jeff Norwood. Yeah, it was yep. Pilon. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And the Blues are in some famous uh, moments there with uh, that yeah. and the the the, the Bobby uh, Orr, Malarchuk. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Orr. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to stronger ever with the, the chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think they're ever going to make a statue out of the Malarchuk thing. That's, no, no. That's a little. I <laughs> that would be maybe in uh, Biff Tannen's uh, future world they would. Outside of well, his pleasure palace, 
but we're kind of there. We're almost. We're, we're, I mean, more be, or less, right? It would be really hard to like show the the spewing. I don't know. Oh, that, you, that'd you be give, interesting. You, you give an artist creative license, they they can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, November eleventh, nineteen seventy-two. Wayne Stevenson recorded his first NHL shutout. Uh, Jean Guy Talbot, uh, his uh, his got his first head coaching win. And uh, Gary Unger scores the lone goal against the uh, against Jacques Plante as the Blues win one to nothing versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot happened in that game. Yeah, Jacques Plante playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was the uh, very tail end for him. I, I was going to say because I mean he came out of retirement to play with the Blues during their expansion mm-hmm. season, <laughs> right. and that was in '67. And this is five years later. So it's like, holy cow. Yeah. That uh, Jacques um, Plant with the Maple Leafs is like our Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. Or Bobby Orr with a Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Just shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. Well, Jacques Plant probably should have happened. Um, and real quick before we get into the uh, the rest of the NHL thing, while we're still on the history topic, just want to throw in a little goalie history. Uh, and, and since we're also talking a lot about death on this one too, um, oh, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was the um, anniversary uh, twenty. I'm not good at math. Thirtieth um, anniversary of the death of Pelle Lindberg. Um, Flyers, great Swedish goalie, uh, early uh, '80s, uh, was in a, killed in a car accident. Well, he he was in a car accident and uh, passed away the next day um, after his dad was able to fly over from Sweden. Um, but a a moment that I will never forget um, as a child, um, uh, seeing that that he had passed away um, tragically. Um, he he really. Uh, had the his future in front of him who knows what uh what could have happened you know had uh had he been there for the flyers in those uh you know and not not to take anything away from ron hextall hextall brought something to the game but man Lindbergh, he was he was a gem gone all too soon what was the name of the uh rangers prospect who uh his heart stopped on the bench in russia Evgeny Dadinov, right? Okay, Isn't that... that's it. He, uh, he's he's another one uh, that had. To... No, 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 no. That's not right. That's, that's not right. That's um, not it. it. It's no. I I saw it just a few weeks ago. That didn't sound it, right. It, I think the anniversary. No, Evgeny Dadinov. That's the guy that just signed. You know, the... Alexei Sharapanov. Yes, that's, that's it. it. God, that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna say don't don't tell Dadnov he's dead. He might argue. Yeah. <laughs> well, did did he sign in Ottawa? Because maybe he is. Oh. <laughs> no, I think no. Within was it within three years they're gonna win a cup. Yeah. Uh, according to the GM, within three yeah. years. Oh damn, you're right. He did sign with the Senators. <laughs> did he say three yeah. years? He said three years, right? We talked about that on the show. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah three, three years. years. No, oh, was it? It wasn't the GM. It was. It was Eugene Melnick, the owner. Okay. Right. Either. So, what? It doesn't matter. High up in the organization right. says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The idiot that won't spend a dime. Right. I know. Oh, we drafted well. That's it. This is how you do it. You draft well. You win cheap. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well. You, well. You know. Typically, when you draft well, you have to supplement with. 
you know, you have to bring in some players to, uh, you know, some experience to supplement the, to, to round out your talent on your roster. Typically you very rarely are you going to draft and draft alone and win a cup with the players you draft. So unless you're the Red Wings of the nineties, uh, which you, they did quite a bit of a drafting role. Right. So. Yeah. Hawken was it Hawken Erickson picking Zetterberg and um Datsuk in the seventh sixth, and eighth rounds yeah, or something like that. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yep. I remember talking with Red Wings fans. You know, I was like, ah, oh, they were genius drafting those guys late. The hell? They got lucky. Luck. If they knew that they were that good, they'd have been taken sooner. They'd have gone off the board in the in, a, in the previous round. Sixth round my ass. Knew what they were doing. Bullshit. <clears throat> lucky they, they felt they both fell into their laps um but good on them <laughs> for actually taking um rapid fire tidbits from around the nhl the uh, 2021 uh realignment schedule and short-term hubs um on tuesday uh nick i'm gonna butcher this last name uh katsunika of nhl.com katsunika. katsunika i believe that's correct NHL.com reported that a reduced schedule, temporary realignment, and short-term hubs are being looked into for the 2021 season. Um, Bettman is considering having teams play in their home arenas, similar to the return-to-play plan that brought the NHL out of pause and saw the playoffs to completion. The, uh, the league and the NHL Players Association would have to agree to a plan for next season before things move forward. Batman also stated that if teams play in the hubs, they'll rotate in and out. You'll play for 10 to 12 days. You'll play a bunch of games without traveling. You'll go back, go home for a week, be with your family. We'll have our testing protocols and all the other things you need. It's not going to be quite as effective as the bubble, but we think we can, if we go this route, minimize the risks to extent uh, practical and sensible. And I, I think, I think I, mean, I don't know if we can talk about this. I, I, I think that's, kind of how you have to do it i mean more or less i'm not sure of a, of a better way to do this yeah you you can't do a, a full bubble like they had no. for an entire season mm-hmm. i mean as much as i was saying that that's what the mlb needed to do because they had all those outbreaks it's just not going to happen you can't ask these players you can't also pay for a hotel for that long i mean without bringing in fans i mean you're just not going to make any money it's it doesn't make any sense so i i agree i think this is the way to go um, but I gotta say, man, I never thought I would say this, even in March, April of, of this year, I'm kind of on the side of let's get this under control and get fans back in the stands. Let's see what the next couple months bring. Let's postpone it longer. And I know that is probably not the popular opinion, but I think we kind of I... talked about it here on the show at the end of the bubble. I was just done. I'm like, this is I don't like watching that as much without having the fans well, in the building. It just didn't mean the same to me. It, and I, I, I agree with you that it didn't mean the same, but to, to me, that was kind of after the blues were out of it. So I, it, when I didn't have, when my team wasn't mm-hmm. in it, usually, you know, in years past when you know, normal situations, when the blues get bumped, um, I'd go through a few days of mourning and then I'd circle back around and get right back into the playoffs um, and be just as excited about watching playoff hockey again. But yeah, this last, uh, this, uh, the last, the bubble hockey, um, I was really into it, uh, almost as much as usual with the blues still in it. Uh, but when they were out, it dropped off for me. It just wasn't quite the same. I watched it, had it on the background, 
but it wasn't the same. Um, now, with that said, um, I I don't, I mean, if they can do it safely, if they can do it effectively, the way they're talking, um, I'm all for them going forward with it. I don't know if postponing the NHL season is going to help things get better any quicker. I don't, I don't think, I mean, if they can do it with minimal, you know, cases being spread around, it's fine. Um, the Blues will be playing, and I think it'll be something that, you know, I could get behind a lot easier than if they, you know, the blues weren't playing like in the playoffs after they got, we were done. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for them trying to go. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I was when they were trying to bring it back for playoffs. If you can do it safe, do it. It's better than no hockey at all. That's, that's me. The only reason I think it's flipped for me is because they're not trying to finish a season. Still, if you go back to our shows before I was saying, yes, please let's do it. No cancellation. Let's finish the season, finish what you started. But now that we're in an off season, and I know, I, I know it's crazy because this could go on for another year, two years, three years. We don't know, but I just feel like you wait a little bit longer. They're talking about a vaccine now, maybe mm-hmm. by March, April, maybe it's a different story. Yeah. yeah, I think though, you know, at some point the NHL's got to get back on its natural schedule uh, in terms of you know when they're playing the season. Um, I I actually would be okay if they did the bubble thing again, expanded it to every team and just did for this year only this season. It's just a tournament and play it out, you know, come up with some rules around that rather than, you know, I, I think you're still taking too much risk in bringing, uh, you know, teams in and out of bubbles. Um, you know, it, I, I think it the the excitement of the the tournament that we had this last go around it was great and I agree with Kurt exactly you know when when the the Blues got bounced and you know Montreal got bounced I you know I my interest waned a little bit but you know I yeah, just because I was hoping that we could go back to back but you know didn't happen but I like the format. In having hockey on every day for two months was some of the, you know, especially me working from home, being able to turn a game on at, you know, three in the afternoon and, you know, while I'm wrapping up work for the day. God, that was great. I'd do that again. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not going back to the office, I don't, I don't know when I'm going back to the office. I'm all for it. Let's do it again. Expand it to every team. I, you know, I, I mean, and, and this is logistically probably not possible, but I, I'm, I mean, they're talking about new divisions and I, and that's, that's probably going to happen, but I, I'm, it's got to happen because, yeah. you know, Canada Tra- doesn't change the right. travel restrictions. Right. Right. So, and I, I'm actually very excited about the blues just playing within a division uh, and not branching out as much. If I mean I I'm from it's it's escaping me, they're just gonna play in the newly created division, correct? Or are they gonna expand out? They're gonna I I think it's that they would play out in their division and then they would hop around, right? That's okay. that's what they're saying. That <clears throat> they take a break and then they go to another division and play there. I'd I'd be I'd I'd prefer them to just play within the division. I've I've always been, and a lot of people don't agree with this for their own reasons, and that's fine. But I've always been a guy who wants to play a lot more games in the division. I I, I love the rivalries that creates. 
I love back-to-back games, uh, home and homes. I, I, I love it. And I, 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 the, the, the amount of games they play against other teams in Vision now, to me personally, not enough. They need to play a few more. I, I love back in the day when they play eight or nine times against uh, division rivals. I love that. And I, they don't do that anymore. And I, I think, I think, I think if, if that it just creates a, there's, especially this time is a good time to try that. In my opinion, I think, uh, play a ton of games against each team in the division, you know, Chicago, Nashville, um, uh, 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 Minnesota, um, Dallas, Colorado, no, Colorado would not be on a division. Would they, or would they in the new one? Uh, I've heard that there's rumors they'd be in the Pacific. Okay. Well, either way, I, I'm just saying I, it, the, the, a number of games against the same opponents back in the reminiscent of the Chuck Norris division, you know, bring it. I would love to see that. I, I don't yeah. care well, to see, I mean, if you don't, if travel's an issue and you don't want to travel as much, just stay, stay, stay local. Uh, yeah, I'll add real quick. Season, just to, yeah. I'll just add that what, uh, 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 you know, we're all blues fans, mostly listening to the show here. So, you know, we all just witnessed our team in the bubble tournament, but let's add what puck guy 14, our friend from uh, Teal town USA says in the chat here, nine month off season. My goodness, let's get going. So (laughs) I'm sure what I said is exactly the opposite of what puck guy 14 wants. And I, I hear you, man. I, I, you know, I, I said that when this happened, the seven teams that were not included, I'm like, they're not going to play again until January. I mean, good Lord. I know. I I feel for you guys. I really do. It's, it's, uh, I don't, uh, You, you, I mean, your attendance should be good if if they do allow fans in. You're right. I mean, because fans are itching for it. At least the uh, rating should be up the through the board. roof, right? I mean, my goodness. I think across the board, when fans come back, I think it's going to be oh. overwhelming. Yeah, which I guess that kind of circles back, and you should. We talked about need to get things in order with the coronavirus too, because if you want fans to pack the house, you can't have a virus running around. It's easily spreadable and. And guys, it's, it's a fake disease. It's oh yeah, you know? fake news. Yeah, I mean, I I know I know better than anyone, guys. It's a fake disease. Just get everybody back in the building. I don't even know how you got it, Jeff, because we we rounded the corner like three weeks ago. We were fine three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? This, it, this it's not here. It's it, I mean, it was well, and be... then it isn't. It doesn't exist after the election. So no. yeah, right. And, and just so, it up. <laughs> that's right. It was, how did you possibly get a disease that was not supposed to be here after the election? I don't understand. That. I don't, I don't, I've, I'm a strange man. I'm always behind the times, I guess. I was also told it would be gone around <laughs> Easter, which I, I, that I was waiting for that to happen. And so it's really maybe, just, maybe these mild... they meant Easter, Easter, 2021, 2021. <laughs> that is actually a little more believable because if the, if the, uh, the vaccine, they said that uh, is is supposed to be getting close right now, so might be rolling it out here in a month or two to people um, that need it really badly. So maybe, uh, and they said I think in March or April, um, it should be uh, they should be able to be available to most people in the U.S. Uh, if things go well, um, depending right. on when Easter is. <laughs> depending on when Easter is, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, real quick, I want to add uh, a couple people have said this in the chat. Um, Puck guy fourteen most most uh, notably says, "Get well, Jeff. Speedy recovery. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm doing okay. I'm gonna survive. You're still gonna have to hear me every week, so I apologize for that." 
I I had a I had a a two panes template, like a new one, brand new one, ready to go, in case Jeff was longer with us. But now I got I got to scrap that whole thing. <laughs> had an RIP Jeff. It was at the it was gonna look great too, and now I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> um. Uh, and this is a nice little segue to our next <laughs> um, uh, topic here in the uh, uh, rapid NHL tidbit thing. Uh, on October 30th, Bobby Orr took out a full-page ad in a newspaper to endorse uh, Trump for president. I have a question, and I don't care what your political beliefs are um, or, or, or you know how you vote. Um, why do people that are ir- irrelevant to politics or the economy uh, come out and officially endorse political candidates you know the rock did this for biden uh what a couple weeks before um bobby Orr did this who cares jack nicholas jack right? nicholas uh, who cares who I mean, okay yeah. you don't run a union you're not uh the ma- the the head of a of a you're not like a, a a magazine publisher that has a tons of viewers that you know that subscribes to you and looks for your advice or opinions or whatever you're not a newspaper you're you're a you're an athlete or a celebrity how does your how do how how does how you vote? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like I, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't yeah, matter I, how they're voting for either Trump or or Biden. I don't care. And I, is, I, so my, is Bobby or even did he ever become an American citizen, or is he still Canadian? I think he is. He's got to be an yeah, American citizen. <laughs> did you know the reason he gave? The, the reason he gave, he in the, in the ad. It was, he didn't give any like talking points or 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 reasons like things Trump had done. He didn't supply any of that. He's he just said that well, it's not fair to vote against Trump because of the coronavirus. That kind of did him in. And I said, hold on. Now a, a lot, whether you agree with it or not, a lot of people are saying the reason why they didn't want to vote for Trump was how he handled the virus, you know, poorly or not poor, whatever. So how they felt. So that was a reason for them not to vote for him. So that was interesting to say, well, no, coronavirus, he gets a redo because of coronavirus. I'm like, nah, I don't think that's the case at all because that's, I mean, that's really your, your, some people feel that uh, how your president handles these types of situations is important. Um, and if they didn't agree with him or they felt he dropped the ball, then they're going to vote accordingly. And a lot of people did that. So, you know, whether you agree with that or not, that's how people felt. A lot of people felt. So, and a lot I'll of people say, were saying, a lot of people were saying that, that that issue is what cost him the election. So it was a big deal to some people. I'll say that I, I do, you know, and if you listen to the show, you know, I, I do lean more to the left. Um, but um, back and to I, the left, back and to the left, short shriveled and to the left. Um, but uh, <laughs> wait, are we on so, our manscape spot already? Yeah, right. La, la, that's a liar, liar joke for those that remember that movie. But anyway, um, so anyway, no, I lean more to the left, but I always tell my wife, my wife's big on like the, the Emmys and the, the, you know, all those, the, the Grammys, all that crap. And I've never, I never care about that stuff because all those people do, all those celebrities do, is they they win their award and they say, "Oh, thanks, mom and dad," and we should start driving hybrid cars. And like, listen, I am all for saving the environment, but but when people just get on and use their platform to preach to me, somebody who's making millions of millions of dollars 
and they are preaching to me, the middle class, how I should live my life. Nothing irritates me more. So, yes, I see this. And, yes, you said the thing about The Rock. And, and yes, um, I was a Biden guy. The Rock? I don't give a shit who you think I should vote yeah. for. Who are and you? I love I, The Rock. I, yeah. no, the like, Rock's great. I think he's an I, awesome dude. I just it, have no interest in hearing who he's voting for. Right. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, 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 it's not like, okay, it's not like he's taken a turn and gone heavy into politics and where he's running for office or he's actually, you know, a, 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 a political figure of some way, like he's he's active or whatever. I, I don't see any of who cares. You know, I, if, if you want to vote for who you want to vote for, great. But if you're going to endorse somebody, I guess my point is, if you're going to be the kind of guy that's going to publicly endorse a candidate, uh, have some kind of background to, you know, make people say, oh, well, so-and-so, he's he's endorsing a candidate. I got I got to look into this guy because uh, – because he knows what he's talking about. Who the who the fuck is the Rock to to, <laughs> to uh, yeah. endorse a candidate or Bobby Orr? Who the fuck? I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I, that's well, and and then it, it's for same thing with. Uh, so uh, one of the big things that that, that was a uh, I guess a Hollywood stir recently is people are saying that of all the Chris's, the famous Chris's, the least coolest one is Chris Pratt because he voted for Trump, and it's just like. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I watch a Chris Pratt movie. I watch Parks and Rec, and I think he is fucking awesome. He's hilarious. He's good at what he does. I don't give a shit who he fucking voted for. You know, it's funny that uh, I on 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 uh, social media on Facebook, I'll I'll uh, you know you follow a number of people, and I, so I've over the years I've kind of started become friends with on Facebook. You know, various. Uh, sports media types in St. Louis and some athletes. And it's kind of cool, like former athletes. It's kind of cool to kind of, you know, follow them. And if they friend you back, hey, cool. I get to follow, you know, whoever. Um, and then uh, I stumbled across, across uh, Craig Paulcat, who I don't know if, you, if you're if familiar with Craig Paulcat. Oh, yeah, Paulcat. <laughs> Craig Paulcat, <laughs> former uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinals infielder. Uh, and a father to Cedric Paulcat of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, right? I um, uncle, I think. Is it really? Uncle. Okay. Anyway, so is I, that real? I was just making that up. <laughs> no, I think I think they are related. That I I did huh. not I did not know that. Um I but yeah, so know that. all of a sudden I see these these just crazy political rants coming from Paulquette and I'm like, oh <laughs> it's like ah oh, I didn't uh I didn't expect that. I guess it's you don't expect because I'm like, who are you? You know what I mean? And so he's just, he's, uh, he's, I'm not going to say which direction it goes. So it doesn't matter, but he's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, huh? Not that I, not that Craig Puckett was ever a hero of mine or anything like that. Um, but uh, mm. it just kind of like, yeah, it's, it kind of sucks when, when the guys you used to root for as kids, uh, they kind of just start ranting and raving about politics on, on uh, social media. So it's like, eh, I don't care to see that because I don't, uh, I don't, uh, you're not I just who, who are you? Who are you? I, to, I mean, whatever. Like, so I, I would hope that the people that listen to this show aren't like, oh, those guys voted for such and so, so I can't listen to the show. Who cares? Nah, I, who fucking it, cares? It, it, I, I don't, I've never, I've never uh, told anybody 
uh, on this show to vote for anybody. I've never endorsed anybody. Uh, or I just, I, because it, it doesn't matter to anybody. I don't, why would anybody care what I have to say about that? I've debated, I've discussed politics with people online in discussions. That's different. But, you know, I'm not, you know, coming out and endorsing somebody. And, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm even. Until uh, now, until now, Bill Day 2024. <laughs> for president here he comes folks speaking of which there's a sutter and federco a federco and sutter 2024 shirt on in the uh let's go blues.com shop so check that out for you uh you folks I will who, be buying that one who enjoy I the uh one. parody political shirts yeah i i endorse bernie and brian <laughs> yeah bernie and brian the killer bees but not my own candidacy <laughs> right. um puck guy 14 says former oakland athletic craig pocket yeah he had a he had a handful of teams he played for um decent player with the cardinals anyway i don't know how i didn't follow him after he left town but uh he yeah. had some decent years here so but yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're, if you don't like uh, political talk on social media from uh, former athletes, and do not follow Craig Paquette because that's all you'll get, and you'll get some crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know Same with I, uh, real... Aubrey Hoff, right? Yeah, Aubrey Hoff is another oh, one. Who's, Aubrey Hoff, yeah. Who's, I, I don't even think I don't even think uh, your average Republican um, uh, endorses him. He's pretty off the wall. <laughs> he's kind of crazy. He's like he's about as far so as you I can found... go. I found a good celebrity Twitter. Uh, they, I, I think, I think they lean on the right, but it's hilarious. Uh, Iron Sheik. You guys remember the Iron Sheik from yeah, WWF? Oh yeah. yeah, Hulk Hogan yeah. beat him for the. Uh, oh my uh, goodness! All yeah, he does on there is is just rag on Hulk Hogan. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I think it's all like I think it's just a complete joke, but it's hilarious. Uh, Jeb, Jeb Nagel in the YouTube chat says you are dreaming. If you think politics are not a part of everyone's everything we all do, don't bury your heads in the sand. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, not I, using this platform for it. I, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I'm just wanting to know why anybody would care how Bobby Orr or, uh, who Bobby Orr or the rock wants you to vote for. Why, why, why does their opinion matter? They don't, they're not in the politics game. They're not, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, they have their view on views and opinions on things. That's fine. It's great. But, and they'll vote accordingly. And that's, that's, that's cool too. But for them to act like they're the head of a union or a, a, a magazine publication that endorses a, a, a president every year or a newspaper or whatever, they're not, they're, they're a person that votes. It's, I don't, yeah. Anyhow, um, Austin Lynch wishes you well, Jeff. Yes, I, I saw that. Thank you very much, Austin. I appreciate it. My quarantine and ends on Sunday, so I, I'm hoping that uh, I will be good to go and go out and party with everybody who doesn't want to wear masks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jeb Nagel also says, good for you guys. Uh, punch up. You guys are leaders in the blues community. Fight for the unions. Call the blues out for taking Mike money. Peace. What's Mike money? MIC money. What's that? Uh, uh, 
You want to clarify I that, feel uh, terrible. Jeb? I'm not sure. I Mike feel money. terrible. I should. I feel like we should know that. Is that a? Is that an acronym, Mike? M I C? Yeah, I'm guessing it's an acronym. Huh. For those of you who don't know, an acronym is a word that is abbreviated to yep. <laughs> longer words. I mean, military intelligence corps, but I don't think that makes sense. No. Yeah. Follow uh, Keith Price says follow Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I don't. Uh, extremist views on either side. I can't stand. So, I'm not. I'm not there. And if, but if you do, good for you. You do you. Just don't endorse anybody. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, okay. No, there's going to be no hockey hall of fame induction class for 2021. Uh, the 2020 induction weekend celebration was officially postponed due to continuing consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic. So Lanny McDonald, chairman of the, the greatest mustache of all time, by the way, in the NHL, Lanny McDonald, uh, chairman of the Hockey Hall of Fame, announced today that there will be no, this is not today, this is the other day, uh, that there will be no honored membership elections in 2021 while confirming that the inductees elected in 2020 will be honored as a standalone class Okay, this is a very wordy uh, way to say uh, they're going to postpone today's inductees until next year, and they're going to put off next year's electees until the following year. <laughs> they're going to just push it back a year. Um, Hockey Hall of Fame and Selection Committee elected six new honored members back in June. Uh, they include Marion Hosa, Jerome McGimla, Kevin Lowe, Kim St. Pierre, and Doug Wilson. And then uh, that's the I third. You know, I just. The, oh, that I, I was a player category. Really... And the, the builder category was Ken Holland. I was just going to add really quick. I, I just hope Marion Hosa is not allergic to ceremonies. Uh, you what? <laughs> he's allergic to tuxes. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to go on LTIR for the HHOF. <laughs> um, I mean, this is just general news, sure. They, they want to have people be able to bring their fans and families. And like I said, I've said this before. I went and saw McInnes get inducted in 07. That was one of the greatest, honestly, just as a fan, as a person, one of the, the most fun trips I've ever taken in my life and probably will ever take. Uh, that's something I'll remember when I'm in my 80s. So I'm sure it's just they want to provide that for the people who love these players as well as their families, um, and they just think right now is not a good time to do it. So I'm all for it. It's a good call. The uh, so um, Jeb in the chat says the stand, MIC stands for Military Industrial Complex, and apparently uh, the Blues have taken a ton of money from military industry military industrial money. Interesting. So I, I'm not privy to their financial, you know, takings. Uh, but I'm I, not either. So maybe maybe we'll research that and maybe it can be discussed on another show or maybe not. <laughs> And and I guess uh, now would be a good time for a word from our sponsor, huh? I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins while grooming. And by pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. 
make your balls a priority this fall. So we, we, I, when Manscaped first came on board as our sponsor uh, as, of this show, they sent us some uh, products to test out, and we used them, and I think we all love them. Uh, I did. Uh, they worked as advertised. Um, the products are extremely well-made for specific parts of your body, which is important. The, the, the Lawnmower 3.0, for example, the uh, – where is it? There it is up on the camera. Um, it has a uh, cool replaceable ceramic blade with something called an advanced skin safe technology. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds cool. <laughs> uh, it greatly helps reduce grooming accidents. And it's a huge selling point right there for, uh, uh, for guys. Nobody wants a, a grooming accident where you're, you're, you're shaving your balls. My God. Um, the, some guys might be into that. I mean, if you're into the, the masochism and the self-mutilation, I guess that, you know, hell, by all means, use a straight razor down there or use a, use a facial shaver down there. That's uh, you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Um, but uh, they're, uh, they're, and it's not just the, the mechanical products. Uh, their hair and body wash smell amazing. They're, they're formulated. Uh, they're all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, uh, paraben-free. Uh, so you you know your manhood is in good hands, and everyone wants their manhood in good hands. Am I right, guys? Am I right? All right. Uh, <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh. <laughs> That's gross. Um, even, the the, <laughs> even the boxers, even the boxers and the t-shirts they sent us were fantastic oh, yeah. quality. They don't. They, I mean, it's not. It, it's probably really easy to cut corners on t-shirts and boxers. Uh, they didn't. They're like they're extremely comfortable. Um, so and I'm wearing boxes right now. After are you? After yeah, they great. after they sent us the products to test and sample, uh, I, I and I liked them. I went back on my own and I bought some more stuff for them from with my own money, uh, because that's I, I like the stuff. So I was they sold me. Um, so uh, we honestly wouldn't push their products if we didn't believe in them. So we don't BS you on this show about hockey, and we don't BS you about Manscaped.com. So uh, great company, great products. Uh, check them out and use our promo code LGB for 20% off and free shipping uh, because Christmas is coming up. And they say you're supposed to get stuff shipped pretty soon with the uh, with all the Christmas online shopping is going to happen this year. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I saw some places even saying like November 14th or something is, is when you want to have it shipped by, which is crazy because I haven't even started mine. But yeah, I, I've said this to my family that, um, you know, not just because – you're helping the show, but seriously, go on to manscaped.com, buy me some stuff from there and use the <laughs> promo code LGB because it's stuff that I'm using. I use it regularly now. I mean, I, I bought another pair of underwear myself because they are really comfortable and uh, they're the boxer briefs, which are the most comfortable to me. Um, and uh, uh, I also bought some more of the, uh, the shampoo and conditioner because it's, super super uh smells great it's just great and i i'm very i don't know my skin's a little sensitive to a lot of that stuff it'll, it'll you look, it, your, your skin like, looks sensitive you look like a sensitive fella it's, <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh but anyway no it's it's uh it, that that stuff's just great it's it's great for my skin and it's uh very very comfortable and it's also uh, again, smells great. The wife loves the smell. I'm sure other ladies would love the smell, but I don't let them get close enough. Um, so it's it's all just great stuff over there at Manscaped. Definitely check them out. Agreed. Uh, 
Keith Price says, uh, Doug Wilson, best slap shot in NHL 94 EA Sports. Uh, he's got a good argument there for that. Quite good. Uh, Jesse Hill says, is it 1960? I guess for the music in the ad. <laughs> it's like, you're darn close. I do believe that's from the 50s. Um, and uh, Keith Price says, for the record, I'm choosing this podcast over This Is Us. <sighs> Which, uh, Wow. I will never watch that show. Listen, I am I, not going to judge anyone for what, who watches it. It's just when I see those promos, I'm just like, that is not made for me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I've, I've, I've never seen it. Um, I've heard people that watch it. They love it. Um, I'm too far behind. Isn't this the last season? I think I heard some kind of promo saying last season. So uh, I'm, 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 you know what? Maybe if I'm bored, I, I might watch it down the road and binge watch it. But uh, I was a big fan of Parenthood, that show Parenthood that was on. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a good years show. Ago. I liked that. That was a yeah. good show. Um, so if it's yeah, the same. It a great cast. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, and if it's. The guy from Sports Night was in that, right? Uh, was he? Blonde guy? The blonde guy. Uh, I'm trying to think blonde guy. All right. I know what's his I'm name was in it. it. Uh, Coach was in it. Um, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, yeah. Yeah, he was he was the patriarch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, Ray Romano came on late, uh, I think, uh, towards the end of it. Um, he's mm -hmm. uh, dating uh, uh, Lauren Graham. Peter uh, Krause. Graham. Peter Krause. Yes. Peter, oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in. He was in. Uh, he was in uh, Six Feet Under. Which yeah. I yes, he I, was. I had finished watching Six Feet Under. I think right before Parenthood started. Um, it's also and, in the Truman Show. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that. I can't remember that much. But Six Feet Under was great. That was a good show. Kind of repetitive, uh, right. but uh, like House, but it was still good. I think we've got our comment of the show, folks. Uh, Keith Price, the brother of Mr. Kirk Price. TV went downhill after the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ended. 100% <laughs> love that show. Oh, so good. <laughs> It holds up too. I'll, every now and then, I'll, I'll see it on and I'll I'll turn it on and I love it. So still so funny. That's one of those. I don't. You don't. I mean, how often do you see that show on TV anymore? Syndication. You, I haven't seen it at all. I saw it. I, okay, so there's uh there's one of those those uh, uh, antenna channels. I don't know if it's like two four or something, oh. but if you have the antenna TV. Um, it's on one of those channels, and every now and then it'll be on, and I'm like, yes, and I have to watch it. Yeah, I I had heard, I thought I heard, at least, I don't know, I could be hallucinating at this point, because this, I can't tell fiction from reality anymore, but I'd heard that they were going to do a Fresh Prince reboot, um, but it was going to be a serious show. Yes, uh, yes, serious. yes, they are. With Will Smith and uh So they no. they made like a okay. it was like a fake it was like a fake trailer and uh it was completely just like these guys got together and acted it out and it was basically this kid that got picked on in Philly and he moves in with his family in Bel Air and it was like the serious take on it. And I guess Will Smith, this is the rumor, saw it and loved it and contacted these people and said, I want to do this. And so I think they are actually going to do it. Huh. I think I think Jesse Hill is getting annoyed with people in the chat. <laughs> uh, Jeb Nagel says, uh, you guys kill me. Who do you, I don't know if he's talking to us or the people in the chat. 
He's stuck uh, at us. Yeah. Okay, you, uh, who do you think uh, brings politics into it? Your St. Louis Blues do every time they take money to bring in mili- a military honor guard to kick off the game. Uh, right, I mean, right. Bowling's a sponsor, right? I, you know, I I have never gotten over. I'll just I'll just put this out there. I have never gotten over. I mean, not not that Manning Legacy was the answer, but the fact that they brought that, you know, Sarah fucking Palin, Sarah in, Palin and yeah. Manny Legacy tripped on the fucking carpet and you know <laughs> tore his ACL, and we went through what fifteen goalies that year. Yeah, it, you know that 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 was the point that I said. You know, I I just prefer, just you know, keep your damn politics. You know, whoever the owner is, keep your politics out of the game. Don't bring politics in. You know, and and I guess you know the point should be, you know, whether it's your politics or somebody else, don't bring it in. And you know. I don't give a fuck. You know why would anybody give an audience to that you know, piece of shit? But Bill, but whatever. But Bill, <laughs> but Bill, if it wasn't for Sarah Palin, we would have never have seen Merrick Schwartz in a Blues jersey. Mm. Well, you know what? True. Okay. You know what? Chris Bedford Sue. And we right. was not. He was. That was not that season. You are incorrect. That was, son. No, that was that was two thousand two. Right. That was the Tom yep. Barrasso year. Right. Yeah. That was the yeah Jim Carrey, Tom Barrasso, uh, the the rotating goalies. Cody uh, Rukowski. Cody Rukowski. We've we've discussed on this show a lot about how we felt the Blues really dropped the ball with Pride Night, and so this kind of it's it's kind of uh, I'm thinking overlaps uh, with the talk that he's. I mean, if you're going to bring politics into it, you have to wonder if. Uh, politics played a role in them phasing out Pride Night um, the way in the manner they did, um, which ticked a lot of people off. So, and that was always a question um, to me uh, why that happened and, and what the motives were. And so, it makes you wonder uh, about that. But and, and we're not; they would never say. But um, so, and that's uh, I, I, and so Jeb. I mean, he's not wrong. I but I just it's something that I don't care to really. I mean, talk yeah. about as far as like the blues politics concerned, I, unless they're being blatant about it. That's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it seems obvious, but at times, but if we're going to so have this discussion, I, I, w- I want to do some more research on it first. Yeah, Let's exactly. Like I, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't want to start making false claims. No, exactly. And I, and I, I'm not saying Jeb's uh, misinformed at all. I just, I, he could be mm-hmm. very correct. I just, you know, I, I don't have any other uh, info to go on uh, to back that up. So, yeah. And I just, I want to respond to Keith's last comment about um, Black Lives Matters on jerseys. Um, I actually, I have a Black Lives Matter patch that I was, I got for one of my Liverpool jerseys. They put that on last at the, uh, at the end of last season. And, uh, you know, I, I actually support that, you know, but, Soccer is a different thing, right? Soccer, you know, international soccer is a, 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 a um, probably a much more inclusive, uh, or well, maybe inclusive is not the right word, but um, everybody, you know, goes to that. Hockey has historically been for, for, you know, rich white people. Um, so I don't want to get too far into it, but if hockey put a black lives matter patch on it, I would be super surprised, but I would wear it. Hmm. I'm with you. I would too. 
Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not anti Black Lives Matter by any means. I I support um, the. I support the, uh, the the nature of the movement. I just, um, as far as like bringing that into jerseys, uh, I don't know. I got to think about that as far as whether that's uh, something I'd like to see or not. I've got a I've got a black friend. Why I kind of giggled there is is he's literally said he, he that he was talking to a guy once and he said, "Yeah, I don't support Black Lives Matter." And he's like, "You realize the way you're saying that is you don't support black people having lives." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Uh, no, that's not what I meant." <laughs> but that is well, what that's it means, how it sounds. Right? Yeah, that's exactly how it sounds. Um, so the, uh, we've got, uh, the, and some people were asking about the, have you talked about the jerseys yet? Uh, we have not, but, uh, but now we and we're not going to good night, everybody. <laughs> and good night, everybody. <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, leave the time. Uh, but, uh, so the NHL, um, well, Adidas, uh, released a reverse retro uh, teaser, uh, ad on social media. Um, and, uh, I'm sure people have seen it. It's, it's it's something uh the the blues the, the and every it cycles through all the different teams and there's a number on the back of the jerseys and the number on the back of the jerseys in the in the ad represents the year of the jersey that they're going to um reverse retro this coming season and the blues colored one is number 95 which means the jersey wow. they're going to reverse retro Right is the is the is 1995 and it's the the first year of the clown jerseys. So after apparently a season, that's the only jersey the Blues have ever worn. Yeah, that's apparently what I'm getting after a season of having the clown jerseys as their throwbacks, they're going to go to the clown jersey well once again for the reverse retro jersey this year. I assume so. I mean, what else could they go to? Um, and the teaser from Adidas uh, seems to indicate that these jerseys will be mostly red. Uh, so that's the reverse aspect of it. The 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 away jersey that was uh, blue on top, red on bottom, uh, which everyone thought was way too much red at the time, will now be flip flopped and will have red on top, which just covers like seventy five percent of the jersey, and then blue on the bottom and the ends of the sleeves. So there's that. So thoughts on this, guys? Um, the, social, the only... so, social media tends to hate it. Uh, there's a the, your sprinkling of guys that that love it. Uh, your, you know, typical uh, 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 cast of characters that that tend to like shit, uh, like it. But uh, <laughs> but no, what, I mean, what, I, what do you guys think? I like the idea because somebody brought up they're trying to mimic the, the 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 St. Louis flag. That's the only part of it that makes me say, Whatever. okay, that's a, <laughs> that's kind of cool. But at the same time, unless you're completely redesigning a jersey, I don't buy it. Uh, if you're just flipping the colors of the, the the clown jersey, that to me is not representing the St. Louis flag. Um, and we we've talked about this on the show already before that the Blues have had many jerseys, some good, some bad. Why is it that with all of a sudden with with this retro stuff, it's only the clown jersey that half the base hates, half the fan base, if not more, hates those jerseys. So why not go to, we talked about it, the ones right before that, the ones that Joseph and Shanahan and Hole, and by the way, this is just a side note. For why is it now in the last couple of years, whenever we see something about Brett Hall playing with the Blues, it's the clown jersey 
It's always the mm. clown jersey now. He was predominantly in the jersey before the clown jersey. So let's get that straight. Uh, and second of all, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand why there's so much love affair with this clown jersey. Again, last year it was fine. It was fine last year with with bringing it in a couple games. I'll stand corrected on that, that it looked cool to, to witness that jersey again and see it in high def and see our current players wearing it. It, it was cool. But now, let's go on to something else. Let's try something mm-hmm. different. Let's get away from those stupid jerseys. So the if you're watching on YouTube, um, lucky you, because you can see the uh, the jersey that Jeff mocked up. Um, skillfully, might I add. Very nice. Well done. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So, so it's the uh, it's it's basically what we discussed. Um, the uh, the red on top and the blue on bottom, and the it's the clown jersey with reversed colors and a red helmet. Why did you go red helmet? I was I was curious about that. Because reverse from blue. Why I not? Mean, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all, all right. I could think. Okay. So uh, and I I I I mean, and this is not a knock on your handiwork at all by any means. But I hate this. <laughs> oh no, I hate it too. I mean, if you look yeah. at the tweet when I sent this out, all I said was "yikes." Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if this is if this is the design, and we'll talk about another one in just a second, at least make the blue note blue. Just come on. Yeah. The it's got to be. Uh, it can't be red. It's got to it be, be blue, right? It's not the St. Louis red note. It's not the St. Louis Reds. It's the St. Louis Blues. Puckeye14 ah. says, uh, would the clown jersey be better if the striping was horizontal? Yes, it would be. Um, because then the letters wouldn't be skewed. Uh, and right. like, like they're fading into the distance, like a perspective uh, slant. Um, uh, and I, But I mean, it's, it's, I, I still wouldn't like all the red. I don't think, I don't like anything more than a pinstripe red from the early 90s. Late 80s. Right. That that was the that right worked. amount of red. That worked. That was fine. But they took that pinstripe of red and man, they just they just spilled that red paint can all over the jersey. And it just was way too much. I mean I and I we said this when the blues went back to the retro jerseys uh last season, is that people that oh I love this jersey, they they weren't they're typically much too young to remember. Uh, the heyday of when this jersey first came around and how hated it was <laughs> in St. Louis and is why it only lasted three seasons. Um, the white version was much better than this because it was far less red. Um, but the uh, the white version, the blue on top, red on bottom, there was a sea of red. It was weird. It just looked awful. Um, they didn't have red, red helmets though. So, right. and, and so there was, so Jeff did this one. And then there was another YouTuber that uh, hours later um, did a version, um, seemingly unique, he thought. But uh, there it is. Uh, (laughs) The exact same thing that Jeff did with uh, the trumpet logo. Uh, This is worse. (laughs) Well, maybe not worse than the red red note. The blue note will be better than this trumpet, in my opinion. Yeah. But this is this is more true to form. I, I, have you seen the the Vegas Golden Knights one? Because you know, yeah, I, I don't know how you go retro with a team that's three years old, but whatever. Um, they they went with their shoulder patch as the the main logo, and this is this is what's happening here. I would not be surprised if this is not what we wind up seeing. Um, 
and uh, just yeah. This this. How many games are they supposed to wear this? Did they say? It better not be any more than last year's uh, vintage. The throwback. I don't think they've said. I mean, they probably don't know yet because they don't know how many games they're playing yet. That even sucks too. If they have a condensed schedule. If they still try and squeeze in three games with playing forty-eight games or sixty-two games, whatever it's going to be, uh, they, three of them are going to be this. I, three games is fine, whatever. They can wear whatever for three games, but don't go. I, I mean, so, there are some people that are like, you know, hey, you know, uh, quit hating on creativity. All the jerseys are going to be the same if we don't do some creative stuff. No, 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 no. Shut up. Bad design is still bad design. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. if you're trying to be creative or not. If it sucks, it sucks. You can be creative and still, you can have a, cr- a creative mind and try and do something very creative and have a really shitty design as the result. Uh, it, it, just because you're creative doesn't mean it's a good idea. All right? This is, this is not a good idea. This, this all red is whatever. People, some people are going to love it because it's like cool to love ugly shit now. Um, so kind of like it was in the 90s. <laughs> so I don't know, whatever. Uh, so we got a couple. Uh, we got a couple comments. We should probably get to. Um, Keith Price says the '95 jersey is really the only odd jersey they've ever had. I disagree. I think the one with the blues written across the top of the blue note. I thought that was a very ugly and odd jersey. Yeah. Um, Keith Price also adds. Otherwise, the blues jersey had never really changed too much. Again, disagree slightly. Uh, Jesse Hill says he wants all white jerseys, a little bit of blue. I'm, I think we discussed that a little bit last show. I think yeah. we agree. Uh, Puck Guy 14, there's a question for the panel here. Uh, would the clown jerseys be better if the striping was horizontal? I, I think they'd that. be slight. I think they'd be slightly better, but I would say no. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, Kurt. No, I, I, Hill, I, what I, do you think? I said yes, they would be better because the diagonal makes this thing. The diagonal is one of the things that makes this jersey bad. So horizontal yes. stripes would be a slight improvement to me. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Slight improvement, even, but still not great. Oh, it's still bad. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Even, you know, what uh, what's up on the screen right now, this concept, the diagonal is a lot less pronounced. It's, you know, it, it's That's probably true. what, uh, 30 degrees instead of 45 degrees. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. it's a lot better. Um, but God, just yeah. Th- this one was done by lines. straight yeah. clean lines. That's what I like. I, I, be, I mean, uh, th- you can be creative, and but but there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a design standard that works with hockey jerseys better than others. It, I mean, just the way it is. Yeah. I, you, you, you can be creative and do cool and different stuff for. A few jerseys or a, or a special game, whatever, that's fine. But don't go acting like that you can improve necessarily on the standard horizontal on the bottom, straight stripes on the, on the elbow. Uh, keep that element and then do whatever uh, for the most part. I mean, more or less. But I, I think when you go diagonal stripes, I think for me personally, I think that that kills like the Washington Capitals when they have their mm-hmm. diagonal stuff. The, uh, the An- Anaheim Ducks yeah. they have their diagonals. When a lot of the Calgary Flames when they, when all these teams went diagonal stripes at the bottom, made the jerseys instantly suck. I don't care what happens with the rest of the jersey. Diagonal stripes at the bottom suck. They they don't work. As, they're not as good as horizontal. 
So, and, and this, so this design we got now on the screen is uh, from Fairy Designs. Um, uh, he, he is a graphic designer. He's uh, goes to Mizzou, I believe. Uh, this was Twitter profile said, uh, he does nice work. And he, uh, he put this up there a lot like what uh, Jeff put up uh, just with a, a different, uh, uh, more of a, a cleaner look, a cleaner professional template looking thing. Uh, yeah. Use what like something you see just put out. Um, so this, uh, this, while this, this design is much cleaner, still same thing. It's, it's a fucking 75%, 80% red Jersey. And it's just not, I don't know. I, 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 I would not like a yellow Jersey, but a yellow Jersey would be 10 times better than this one. So I just feel mm. weird brooding for a hockey team in red. Right? Wouldn't that just feel strange? It's a, it 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 feels mm-hmm. like I want to go into a seizure when I look at this thing, and especially the Adidas's ad. My God, that thing makes me want to have yeah. a seizure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're all kind of on board with uh, uh, the. Yeah. Well, somebody I mean, said I think in the at chat. the end of the day. I go was ahead, just going to say, I think at the the end of the day, what what we're seeing here is that. They're, you know, they're introducing, you know, we're going to see a lot more volume when it comes to the number of jerseys. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be to the point that, you know, jerseys turn over every year. Um, but look at the revenue that, that soccer gets from jersey sales. And they change three jerseys a year. Right, every year they turn over and have three different jerseys, and if the teams are good, they're playing in the Champions League. The numbers have different, you know, different fonts for which league they're playing in. It, it's insane how much money they derive. But hockey, I think, is still too niche for this. And if that's what they're ultimately trying to get to, I, yeah. I just, you know, no, just. Set it and go for a while. Don't. Well, don't what I've said, and, and I know I've said this the on the time. show, I know I've said this on the show that I'm all for just putting the jerseys out, people buy them, make some revenue. I'm all, as a marketing guy, that's the way I see it. But, and I know that, that in, in the, under the same breath, I'm saying this jersey's ugly, they shouldn't go with it. Be original, do something different. This to me is not that different if that's which it looks like the style they're going to go with. You're literally just flipping colors. Like, let's yeah. see a, a let, let's have a contest with fans and say, fans, design oh. us a new jersey and we'll wear it for four games next year. That would be yeah. phenomenal. Some of the concept like, jerseys that you see out there from fans, like on social media, uh, and so like like the ones that the, the Fairy Designs here did, uh, that, that, that type of quality, um, they're amazing. Some of, some of them are yeah. really, really good. Um, we're about so to get much better ones Eric sent us. They're great. Yeah. And great. Eric, Eric did a great job and I'll put, I'll put the, uh, the yellow one up first here. There we go. So Eric, uh, we talked about these a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, briefly. Um, this is some um, puck guy 14 who was in the chat. Not sure if he's still there, but, uh, he, uh, sent us a couple of the uh, blues, uh, mock-ups here. Um, and, uh, they're, you know, really professional quality stuff. So we're, we're kind of commenting and, and this is, he's trying to go reverse retro, um, and I think he said that these are kind of based on, uh, obviously, previous uh, Blues jerseys, uh, the older style. So I think this yellow jersey, while I'm not a fan of a yellow jersey, I think this one is light years better than a red clown jersey. 
I, yes. I, I, Agree. I don't know. I don't, to me, this is the way to go, especially since the blues went clown Jersey last year, um, yeah. with their, with their, uh, their retro Jersey. So I, I, or heritage Jersey, whatever it's called. I, 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 this would have been a win because I know they went winter classic, you know, old school, um, couple seasons ago, they introduced that, but still this is far superior, far superior. And there was actually, um, a bit of a controversy on Twitter today with, uh, puck guy 14s. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he said, what he commented, uh, and what does hockey need right now? Uh, HRR let's let, let this be a three to four games per year, but that's it. Where the thirds eight to 10 and make sure home and away have the rest. Okay. Yeah. I, anything more than three games. I'm like, eh, no, especially if it's all, if it's all like hard to watch red on TV, but there was, so there was a, um, uh, so you're looking at Eric's version here, um, which was, he did two weeks ago. And we talked about this and showed it on our show. This design was done today or yesterday, yesterday released. Let's make released. sure they released. It was released and shown yesterday. And there it is. So it's, it's, and there was some stupid comments about how, you know, Oh, Eric stole this design. I guess people that didn't catch our show and, and saw that Eric's was done two weeks ago. So there's, there's, there's the, the one from, this is from fairy designs, by the way. And here's Eric's again. So very similar, very, very similar. similar, very similar. But again, we, uh, we talked about this and it's, 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 a you know, you're, and Eric mentioned this too, that you're kind of limited in what you can do as far as if you're going to reverse and there's the, uh, fairy designs one. And here's Eric's, uh, other Jersey sent us. The white the, one. It's basically for those that are listening, it's the, uh, it's the last third Jersey the blues had under check with the, the arch logo, but it's yeah. a white version of that. Which right. I think we all agreed is is pretty slick looking. I like it. I like mm -hmm. it. Um, and I, but there's there is some animosity towards this particular logo uh, with this ownership group. So we hear mm -hmm. as far as uh, you know not liking it and doing away with it. So um, this probably wouldn't happen. But uh, even though it does look really good, um, it looks like a hockey jersey. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a jersey that should be worn on the ice. You know what I mean? You put some blue pants with this, it'd be look slick. Blue helmet, look nice. Um, but, uh, and so again, the controversy again was that, uh, and this is the big one too, is that this is the one from Fairy Designs. Again, Eric's was released two weeks ago. This one was released yesterday. It is almost identical. I think it's pretty much the exact same thing. It is, it is the only difference is the one, the, this one has a slightly bigger crest and the notes on the shoulder are a little smaller. Than Eric's. That's it. That's really the only difference. Um, and I, and again, this is it. Okay, so if people want to, and yes, I saw mm -hmm. the the conversation earlier. Um, if people want to say this was stolen, blah blah blah. Okay, I get it with the way society is on social media now. Okay, but when we come out and say, hey, this was released on our show two weeks ago, to still double down after that. Oh yeah. Suck it. Shut the hell up! Shut the fuck up! I, I you know, I mean, Jesus. It, um, I, I, I even and I and because yeah, I was I was annoyed because you know I'm being a, a graphic designer. I, I, I've 
and that's why I like talking about this stuff. And a lot of fans do, but I, I like, especially like it because, you know, I, I've, I've grew up critiquing things in, in, in school and in art classes. I, we push stuff on the wall and we critique it. We'd break it down and we'd say, what's good, what's bad. So, you know, I've, I've, I've I, I actually rather enjoy doing that kind of thing with design work. Um, so uh, that's why I like talking about jerseys and stuff. And uh, I am so opinionated about it. But uh, Eric, I, I told him about the issue, and I, he may have seen it himself because he was tagged in the original post. Um, as far as it was, so he said about the, the controversy about stealing designs and how he was accused of stealing a design, which he did not. Um, if anything, if anything, if anybody's going to accuse anybody of stealing anything, I don't, I'm not. But if you're going to, if you have to accuse somebody of stealing something, then it's the guy who released it yesterday, not the guy who released the design two weeks ago. Just saying. So. Uh, Eric said, with reverse retro ideas, you do limit where you can go with ideas. There are bound to be ideas close to each other. Unfortunately, I've had some work stolen from me, including from a couple of NHL teams. It's why I overly watermark my stuff. We can all have similar ideas, but don't steal. For some, sharing your work is the way to get noticed by those who are interested in your design designing services. I've tried countless times when the Sharks had a graphic design opening and not one callback. It's dog eat dog out there sometimes. Let's keep creating without stealing. And sorry about the red jersey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and, and so and I, I even tried to respond to the uh, the folks who were saying that it was stolen um, by timestamping it and just showing them. I was like, no, we I you can see this guy posted it yesterday, and Eric, I I. Uh, gave this to us two weeks ago. He didn't seem to care. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? He's the, first off. This, the, uh, it should be clear. This guy's an asshole that is accusing of doing this. And he just is. Um, so that has to be factored in. You know, being a dick is a thing. So if you're going to be a dick, you just that's just who you are. Um, See, the problem is, Kurt, is that it's. Uh, well, I saw this one first, so clearly this was the original. He's the same guy that came out and said, uh, "Do some research." He's again the same guy that came out and said one of our t-shirt designs was stolen. You guys stole this. Like, no, it didn't. It was a, it was a Pornhub parody that had already been done. I didn't know it. We talked about this already. I think there's a thousand Pornhub parodies out there. There's going to be overlap. That's what happened when I realized I took it down. That was, and it's honestly that's all there is to it. So I mean, but. Um. So anyway, uh, good work, Eric. Thank you very much. Um. Your designs are yeah far better than what we're apparently going to get so yes i agree eric uh i wish the blues would hire you because my god those are <laughs> actually this isn't a blues it's adidas right uh yeah i mean the blues have input we talked about this when the winter classic jersey was being um designed and about how we were right about that by the way um but um yeah the blues do have input on it um, but uh, Adidas uh, does too. It's like a combination, collaboration kind of thing, like you'd expect. Mm. Uh, so uh, James O'Brien of NBCSports.com writes, um, he had an article that he put out, and we were going to talk about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, we ran out of time because uh, uh, Mike McKenna was uh, gr overly gracious with his time, so we got to spend a lot of time with him. So Mike McKenna, let's just say like it is, Mike McKenna was a real dick and took up our all of our time. <laughs> <Right>. No, no. <laughs> if, you know what? If we could have done the whole show with Mike McKenna, that would have been that been great. Um, I agree. I'm but, kidding. Uh, Mike, but I know was, you're listening. We love you. I think we were planning on doing like, what, 20 minutes, something like that, 25 minutes, and, and we ended up going like almost an hour, was it? Over an hour? 
I, I think, think it was over yeah. an hour. So, it, I mean, it was, he was great. So, um, but uh, James O'Brien at NBCSports.com right, wrote about the Blues, um, a number of things. Um, you know, should the Blues sign Ryan Miller? <laughs> Do we want to go that route again? He says, while the Blues cap situation is snug, I almost wonder if Ryan Miller, if a Ryan Miller reunion would be in order. Sure, making him a trade deadline addition didn't pan out, but he settled in nicely as the as one of the NHL's more competent backups. Just spitballing here, folks. And uh, he did make one point one two five million last season, and he's played for the Sabres, Canucks, Ducks, and Blues. Um, but, well, I yeah. would say it's a very odd thing with him because it, it was clear when he was here that he said he wanted to play on the West Coast. Uh, so then he went to Vancouver. Vancouver! Then he went to uh, Anaheim. Vancouver. And, and uh, you know, because his wife's out there, his girlfriend, wife, whatever they are. And She's a model, isn't she? I almost... Uh, I know she was an actress. actress. Yeah. What's the difference? Noreen DeWolf. Acting! Same thing. Acting. <laughs> um, but uh, I know that... that uh, I just wonder if he's the type of guy who is wanting to win a Stanley cup or if he's a guy that's like, you know what? I made my money like a Roberto Luongo. I'm happy. I want to play in the West coast. If a West coast team doesn't take me, I'm going to retire. So I, it, it, it's interesting. It's a, it, the question to you me know, is I, would he even want to come to middle America and play? Well, it probably, I mean, there's a different ownership group now, uh, or is it? Uh, no. No, same ownership. He okay, so same. it probably depends on how he felt last time he was here. I maybe that, I mean if the Blues even wanted him, you know. Um, I I don't know. I would would he take? Would you want him for a million? Because I don't think he'd play for anything less than a million. Would he? I mean, that's like what's the point? Because he's like you said, he's made his money. He doesn't need the money, but I, but I mean, a million is like. If you're an NHL veteran, you're playing for less than a million. That's it's almost like it's almost insulting. So, um, no, I I agree with Jesse Hill. Play who so? Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. I'm excited about who so. Like I'm excited about all young players that come up to get to see how they play because you never know. He could be a surprise. He could be a Bennington. He could come out and just kill it. You never know. Or he or he could be whoever. Uh, Beckford Sue, I don't know, but um, I um, I wouldn't hate it um, if they if he if they signed him for a million, mm. I wouldn't hate it. Um, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't I liked the acquisition last time. I'm I'm not as down on him as most Blues fans are from his performance here. Shoot me, uh, sue me. Um, he wasn't. Great, but I don't think I think he gets a, a little bit of a bad rap for how his time was here. But um, yeah, uh, do, do you know which team? So he's played for the Sabers, Canucks, Ducks, and Blues. Which team did Ryan Miller put up his best goals against average for? Blues. Bill. Um, the way you phrased the question, I'm going to go Blues. Yeah, Blues. He his best I remember it was numbers, like a 1.49. His I don't have it in front of me. I had it in front of me and I took oh, it off okay. because this was yeah, but he, his best goals against average is with the blues. Granted, the sample size is smaller than 
uh, most teams, I guess. But um, still, his GAA was not terrible. So, I know three save percentage, two point four seven. Yeah, not awful. Um. So, uh, so Bill's a no on Miller. Jeff, you're a no on Miller. I'm a, uh, I mean, listen, I said I said before that I was not a fan of the John Gilly signing, and I know he's purely AHL, but I want somebody to challenge Huso. And if that is Ryan Miller, then cool. But I just feel like Ryan Miller is not going to accept that. I feel like Ryan Miller is, I am signing and I'm going to be the backup. If you send me the AHL, I'm not going to play. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say no on Miller for that reason. Yeah, and and we talked about that, you know, that that Gillies could potentially be a uh, Brian Elliott type signing, you know, a guy that was probably destined to be a career minor leaguer after some hype. I I yeah, I I think he's he's destined to be our AHL guy, and I'm fine with that. Don't don't go spending money on goaltending. Um, give Bennington the shot. Give Huso the shot at backup. Just trust trust youth for this. And, you can, and if 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 goaltending is a is a problem spot, then trade deadline make an acquisition. You can always sign Tom Barrasso or Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, Kelly Rudy's out there somewhere. I'm sure he could play. We had Greg Millen on. We had Greg Millen on. Let's have him play. Oh, we got we've had so many ex goalies on. We can Grand Fear call them all. Man. We had Grant Fear on too. We had Mike McKenna. Mike McKenna, yes, he can still play. Get him, give give him his shot with the Blues. Finally. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, um. So, in this article, um, he also writes, "The Blues lose Petrangelo, but uh, could make up some of the difference on D." Uh, Tory Krug can replace some of the value the Blues lost in Petrangelo's free agent's departure. Uh, while Krug isn't as dominant defensively, he's an offensive dynamo, and his all-around game is probably a little underrated. So uh, he also says Colton Pareko may stand as the biggest reason why the Blues decided they could afford to say goodbye to Petrangelo. Um, I can side with that. Um, if anything, Petrangelo might have obscured Pareko's potential as a true number one. So um, Not according to our friend um, Craig Button, um, right? <laughs> He is the, not a friend of the show. The man who oh, laughs at Bill friend. Day. <laughs> yes. No, He's an enemy it, of the in, show. Uh, enemy of the show. <laughs> and didn't an article, right? Rutherford put out an article last week about um, uh, Pareko being the number one guy now. Um, so, yeah. I, I, you know, that uh, seems to be the direction we're going. Um, all for them trying. I'd much rather be a Pareko Krug pairing than a, um, a Falk Krug pairing, but uh, we'll see. Still a couple of months, unfortunately. I'm, a, I'm excited about the possibility of a Pareko Krug pairing. That sounds. Mm-hmm. If if the other Me pairings too. work out well, I think Krug and Pareko would be amazing, um, as long as the others can can hold their own. You know. I think that'd be great. If, if Falk can improve his play, like we hope he does, um, and play better, I think that's and I think that could be uh, one of the better tandems in the NHL, assuming that they keep them together. Uh, so in this article, also it says, um, 
will someone realize how good Vince Dunn is? Now, Vince Dunn has gotten a lot of flack on, uh, and it's a possible guy the Blues would get rid of uh, to clear some cap space. Um, we've discussed this on the show, but um, I forgot the guy's name here. What's his name? Uh, Brian, uh, James O'Brien says that um, Vince Dunn outperformed Pareko five on five, according to advanced stats. The evolving hockey uh, RAPM comparison shows that. And he's got a chart here that shows that. And you can check this out on NBCSports.com. Um, but, um, yeah, no, advanced stats. Um, Vince Dunn is a, it kills it, actually. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that Vince Dunn is a, a better defenseman than Colton Pareko. But I, 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 I don't. I mean, watching the games, we've we've had I've had my issues with um, strictly advanced stats people in the past, um, notably a, a kind of a whipping boy on this show that we like to pick on, <laughs> that always talks about advanced stats like it's the end all be all of everything, um, which it's a great resource, a great tool for a lot of stuff, but um, you got to factor in um, you know uh, eye tests and and actual. Uh, uh, how players look on the ice too. So that, that, that factors into, I, I would not say that the advanced stats are indicative of how Vince Dunn is versus Colton Pareko at all. Um, but he also says, frankly, if I were running most all of the other 30 NHL teams, I'd be scheming to try to pry Dunn loose and maybe sign him to a bargain deal. Um, anyway, the point is losing Petrangelo hurts. Even so the blues have the goods to be quite good on defense. Nonetheless, so I, I, I agree with him. Uh, I think, I don't think Dunn is the wild card here. I think, I think um, Falk is the wild card here as far as if, if he improves his play, I think that makes a huge difference to me. You know, who I think is the biggest wild card who? is uh, Mike Van Ryan, to be honest, because I think uh... the, the defense looked great when they turned their shit around and won the cup, but in the bubble last, last uh, playoff, I thought they looked terrible. And and I don't know if that is a motivation thing. I don't know if that's a structure thing. But we talked about it. Justin Falk was one of the best players in the bubble for the Blues, especially in the round robin. So if that continues, that's a huge plus for the Blues. And uh, if Mike Van Ryan can find a way to write that defense. And, you know, I know a lot of it was maybe that they were all still recovering from COVID, as they were saying. But I just feel like that, there was a lot of miscues and misplays on the defense that was particularly a strength when they won the cup. So for me, it's just a matter of the defense coming back into form from what we saw from the Stanley cup year and even the pre uh, the pre um, bubble hockey. Uh, so we'll see, but, but my, my guess is we're going to see a, 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 a kind of a structured change without Petrangelo and we'll see if Van Ryan can keep the boys uh, uh, going in the right direction. I don't think that uh, anybody can t- put too much stock in how the Blues performed in the bubble. Um, it was a ridiculously different situation. Playing in front of an empty stadium affects players different ways. Um, some players looked good. Some looked awful. Uh you know, and, and like you said, Jeff, maybe some of it was related to recovering from having COVID, uh, whatever. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in how the team performed in the bubble. Um, this season upcoming will be a little different. Um, 
they'll be longer, obviously, more time to adapt to whatever bubble type situation they have. Uh, but I think we'll get a better idea of how this team is going to play this season um, than how they did coming into the bubble last season. I, it, the, the bubble was like a throwaway thing. Is I mean, some teams played great, some didn't. I'm not. I, I don't think the teams that played as well as they did. I don't think anybody, any team, can be judged how they played in the bubble. Even the teams that played great, it's just it's a really weird situation that's not going to be the same like that ever again. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so it's a throwaway thing for me. Um, but I, I think that, um, like you said, and like I said earlier, that I think that, that with Falk, um, is going to be big. I, and I, and that's a nice wild card, Jeff, with Van Ryan to, uh, uh, see how he holds this team together as well, going from, and in a really curiously awkward situation too, with, uh, going from, you know, a normal season into a ridiculously weird bubble season into now going to be some kind of a hybrid uh, bubble-ish kind of season. So, you know, players need to adapt. And if the blues don't, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to shit the bed. Uh, like some other teams will maybe too. So I will see. I also says Robert Thomas, um, the blues are built to win now. So uh, they should also emphasize getting more out of at least one key young player, which is Robert Thomas. Uh, his development could have been, uh, could could have a big impact on Blues the blue ceiling, as highly as I thought of him. I must admit I was surprised to see Thomas ranked 20, 20th on Corey Promen's list of the top 155 players under 23 years old. So, um, yeah, I think you know Thomas is one of those players. That I think, uh, uh, I mean, is anybody down on Thomas? I, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I just, uh, th- yeah. this, this kind of goes without saying he's, he's a guy that's going to be very, very good. And I think blues fans want it to come sooner <laughs> rather than later. Uh, but sometimes the stuff takes three, four, five, six years. So uh, for a guy to really, you know, develop fully. So I still, think, he, I think this is his young. year though. I agree. With I think you. this I, is going to be the year that we really see him break out. It could. It could be. I mean, he's he was very young when he first came up, so uh, he's he's got some time yeah. under his belt now. So, and look how good he was until he got injured in the year you know in nineteen when we won the cup. I mean that that yep. was uh, you know he the game seven against Dallas that shift that won the game. Uh, that was all Robert Thomas and Patrick Maroon just went to the net and picked up, you know, mm-hmm. picked up the garbage. Yep. Um, but God, just absolutely brilliant. And uh, if he can stay healthy, I agree. This this is his year, and uh, super excited to see him, um, you know, become a leader uh, on on this team. Um, can't wait. Fuck you, Tory Krug, for hurting him. Oh wait, I'm sorry. We love you, Tory Krug. They're friends now. They're friends now. Yeah, yes, they are. That was that was an awesome exchange with the stepbrothers reference. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's a couple more things in the article. So they he talked about fighting for second question mark. Even if the Blues kept Petrangelo, they probably wouldn't be favored to finish first in the Central ahead of Colorado. I I'd agree with that. Uh, if the NHL's current divisional format sticks, which is not a guarantee, then the Blues are in a solid position to at least finish in one of the top three spots. Consider that the Predators bled depth while the Blackhawks embraced a rebuild, which is hilarious, by the way. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's it's funny to me how they are just like totally just just putting this rebuild plan out there trying to convince everyone that no 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 it's not like a complete rebuild we're not going to suck for eight years it's not like the 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 dead period they had in the what was it the the uh 90s or the the late 90s and early uh uh, zeros 2000 they're off they're awful um no no it's not gonna be like that no 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 keep buying tickets (laughs) uh we're not gonna suck for that long um but uh, the, uh, the and the stars stood in place uh, while the Jets got a bit better. Finally, the Wild are all over the place. He says. So overall, the Blues appear to be in a favorable favorable situation to grab a playoff spot. Really, this team is built to win in the playoffs. So the key is to get there as healthy and fresh as possible. I don't. For me, it's the offense. I mean, I, yeah, I feel I, like it's. I think the defense we talked about is going to be great, and we'll obviously have plenty of. We have plenty of time to preview the Blues season, right. um, but and I think goaltending. I'm I'm comfortable with Bennington Huso. It's uh, what are you going to do on offense? You're possibly going to be not having Tarasenko. You're possibly not going to have Steen, who's been a you know argue all you want. He's been a great fourth line player for the Blues the past couple of years. Um, there's going to be a lot of question marks heading in for the off for the offense. If the offense can respond. And and the way they did this past season, honestly, with David Perron stepping up, O'Reilly, Shen, all those guys having good years, if that continues, there's not going to be an issue. But to me, that's the biggest question mark. Keith Price says it would have been horrible if the Blues had won their first cup in the bubble. I kind of agree with that. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. I, if it had been the first cup, I would have I would I would have not cared. But yes, obviously, I would have much rather had the the blues when it you know like they did as opposed to in the bubble because it it ain't as cool i'm sorry it's not as cool um right everybody would be walking around yelling at us asterisk asterisk you're right right yeah yeah Yeah. oh that would suck to have the first yeah like the first cup in the bubble and then have people say oh no it was in the bubble don't count like, yeah, no, that was, I mean, that was the greatest thing about the Blues run is how, you know, what a, a physically demanding game they played and to go, what, how many series, six, seven games, every, every series, right, was, was at least six games and God, you, you go all the way to the end and, and win it and then, you know, the next year you go to the bubble and, well, everybody's rested, at least everybody that didn't deal with COVID. Right. And uh, that made all the difference. Well, the way that I saw it, the Blues were Stanley Cup champs longer than anybody else was for a one-time winner. So Defending, yeah. Longest defending champs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They didn't win it more than once. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck breaking that record. That's like a Gretzky yeah, record. Yeah, good, good luck with that. <laughs> um. Uh, so, and this article closes by saying, are they still true contenders in the West? And his answer is, that remains to be seen. Fuck you. you. The whole premise of the article was to answer the question, are the Blues still contenders without Petrangelo? And his conclusion is, it remains to be seen. Answer the fucking question. Your own question. Out. Jesus Christ. Um so let's finish the article here for him are the blues still true contenders in the west 
minus Petrangelo yes, yes. with Krug. Yes, I agree with you. They are still true contenders in the West. There's it's a, not that again, hard to say for that. me. For me, there are question marks on offense, but I think if this team performs the way they did for the better part of 2019 and 2020, um, they are definitely still contenders with or without Petrangelo. Right. And I think and I think adding Krug is a big, big deal. I, Krug's a very, I mean, very good defenseman. He's like the article covered. He's like, and he's not Petrangelo defensively. He might give you something else offensively. Um, hopefully he plays better at the blue line as far as like walking the line, holding the puck in that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. the knock I have on Petrangelo. He, he, he sucked. He, he was inconsistent with that. Right. Power play, power play, put Krug on the power play. We need a shooting defenseman and Petrangelo all too often was not that guy. Yeah, no. And, and granted Petrangelo put up some great points the past couple seasons. He really did well offensively, but yeah, I mean, I, and I, I don't want to downplay Petrangelo because he's gone and say, well, yeah. he wasn't that good. Because honestly, if you go back and listen to our past shows from a couple of years ago, um, he, but we've, and we've talked about this a lot, he was he was inconsistent. We watched him game in and game out. He was a very good defenseman, but he was inconsistent. Uh, he he to the point where he was not going to be even you know in the conversation for a Norris caliber guy, which is what he was supposed to eventually be. And then he finally did get there. He finally got in the conversation his last season and a half here. So, I mean, we, 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 we've watched him play. We know how we, we know what kind of guy he is and what he, what he turned into. So. And, and he peaked at the right time and helped us go to, you know, all the way. I mean, go back to game seven. How clutch was he game seven against the Bruins? How clutch was he? The, the read to score the goal late in the period just cannot – we don't win the cup without his play. No, his 2019 playoffs were amazing. He played amazing. He played great. Mm-hmm. and and, and his career. Yeah, and when and it was funny because when, when uh, uh, Bennington took over and the team turned around, that's when his play amplified and got so much better too. He he like with the rest of the team, he went on the upswing with the team, and his play got to where we always hoped it could be consistently for the most part. I mean, blue line holding the pucks holding the blue line play aside, um, he was very very good. Uh, and then he became a guy. Okay, all right, now we can talk about him being in the Norris uh, Trophy conversation because he's there now. So and how long that lasts, and if it transitions over to the Knights? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm sure he'll be very good there, but will he be as good as he was last season and a half here? I don't know. That's a good question. We'll see. Who's who's better than the Blues in the West? So we have Colorado, maybe, probably. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fair team to put out of the Blues, right? Vegas? Did they finish out of St. Louis? Maybe Vegas. Maybe Vegas. I think I think Vegas um, is getting a lot more hype than they deserve, but I still think they're a damn good team. I, yeah, I, Dallas. I, Dallas is up there. I, Dallas yeah, is there. You know what? I I don't think I don't think I think Dallas. Okay, Dallas may be there, but they weren't going into the playoffs last season. They were in a tailspin last season. They had a they did they had an off year last year, still finished what third overall. 
uh, third in the division. Um, but they were in a tailspin come playoffs, and then they got hot, and then they they played very well in the playoffs and went to the final. Now whether now which team shows up next season? Is it going to be mm-hmm. the playoff stars or the regular season stars? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I think uh, a team that's on the cusp is Vancouver. I know that um, we all agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they, in a normal setting, I don't think they beat the Blues in seven games. But um, I think they're a team that's right on the cusp of being great. So they might be a, a question mark this year. It's it's all. I think it all comes down to you know Quinn Hughes and and you know Brock Besser, right? It, it's and um, Elias Patterson. They they made some questionable decisions uh, with uh, who they brought back and who they're paying. Um, and you know, Braden Holtby uh, is he an upgrade over over Markstrom and uh, um, Thatcher Demko? Uh, I mean, he's a cup winner. I I don't know. I just I I think that they um, they're going to be tough to repeat. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if the uh, if the chemistry comes together. If if uh, Holtby can uh, take them there, or you know, I I just I, I don't know. I agree. I, I, I'm with you. I I think I think uh, Markstrom was the sole reason that. Bank well, uh, Markstrom and uh, 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 Demko. Uh, well, no, uh, Markstrom and uh, Hor- uh, uh, Horvat are the yeah. reason that most. I mean, among others, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, Markstrom primarily, I think, um, because I, I think, and we we broke down this series a number of times as it was going on. Um, I was of the opinion that the Blues outplayed Vancouver. Um, Pretty, I mean, on most games in that series, but we're just beaten by Markstrom, and I think uh, uh, that, and that's, and the Blues didn't play particularly great the whole series either. So they played a couple of good games, but other than that, they weren't great, and they were beaten by a fantastic goalie. The rest of Vancouver's team, you know, Horvat was carrying them offensively, and Markstrom was was a, a wall in net. He was amazing. Uh, so I mean, without Markstrom, you take Markstrom away. Can Holtby repeat that? I don't know. How can how you? Can you play much better than Markstrom Dem- in the playoffs? Demko, Demko did though. Yeah, against Vancouver. I, I yeah. mean, against uh, Vegas. I get it. I get it. I mean, so did John Casey after Grant Fuhrer got knocked down too in the uh, in the playoffs for the Blues too. So Casey was very good. But I don't know. I that's. I, the off season is a is a is a weird thing that tends to uh, uh, level the playing field with players that uh, have a hot playoff year before too. So we'll see. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe Holby comes in and plays great behind that team. Uh, maybe they got it figured out um, based on the goaltending in the playoffs last year, which was fantastic. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I'm not I'm not sold on them. I don't. I, I think they got to prove it that they can do it. You know, over the season. Um, Schwartz. Great. Uh, yeah. So, um, Rick Schwartz, um, Jaden Schwartz's father, uh, passed away. I didn't, and I didn't even know. I mean, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, I didn't know that he was having issues 
No, so, it was sudden. Yeah. It was a... So I and I, did they go into detail as far as what the cause was? Because they didn't really talk about it much in the press release that the Blues gave. I don't think mm-hmm. did they? No. I all I know is he was fifty nine, and yeah. Uh, yeah, like Bill said, it was very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Blues said we are saddened to hear the news of Rick Schwartz's sudden passing. Uh, Rick and his wife Carol have been a, a part of our family since Jaden was drafted to our team back in 2010. Rick was a frequent visitor to St. Louis and I always visited, uh, I always enjoyed seeing him around the rink and on our annual father's trips where he was often, uh, he often was the life of the party. Rick's tireless efforts to support cancer research through the Mandy Schwartz Foundation were unmatched. Uh, through those efforts, a bone marrow drive at a Blues game in 2018 led to a life-saving transplant for a teenager in Alabama. So I'd like to extend the full support of the Blues organization to Jaden Ryland, uh, Carol, and the entire Schwartz family during this difficult time. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's I guess it's worse to have somebody pass away suddenly than to have a, an illness and it's drawn out and you kind of see it coming. Uh, it's kind of shocking, but uh, either way, man, just sad. We, like Bill said, we talked about death a lot on the show. <laughs> well, and Schwartz, uh, the Schwartz family has been through so much, right. so that that yeah, just adds to it after losing Mandy a couple of years ago. Yeah. So our yeah, condolences yeah, to yeah. all of them, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just heartbreaking. Um, heartbreaking for, for the Schwartz family, for the Blues family. Um, just God, 2020 is a motherfucker. <laughs> That's uh, and that oh, that uh, I didn't uh, read. Um, that reminds me, uh, Tom Gibbons, uh, not necessarily a friend of the show, but friend uh, of ours, uh, Tom Gibbons, said, uh, where is it? Uh, that uh, 2020 can, uh, where is it? I don't have it. Oh, oh my God! So on Twitter, Tom Gibbons, a, a friend of ours, um. After the uh, the blues posted the uh, I shared the uh, the Adidas um, a horrible reverse retro ad promo. Um, he responds to my tweet and says, "OMG, 2020 needs to be over already." And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> this is the perfect jersey um, promo for 2020." <laughs> Something everyone hates. Nobody, sure. Nobody wants it. They already want it gone. <laughs> right. It's like a plague in itself. <laughs> it's here. Shit. Is there? Is there a? Is there a vaccine for this? Uh, this red jersey that's going to happen? Because I want it gone. <sighs> um. That's it for our show, guys. If you want to add anything else, feel free. Otherwise, we'll wrap it up. I got nothing. Hopefully by next week we'll uh we'll have a fully healthy Jeff Ponder. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Back to uh, drinking beer. Keith Price. That's fully. right. Uh Jesse Hill says yeah. the Jesse Hill says the Blues are a top five team in the NHL. Um I can I'll get behind that. Sure. Um Keith Price says, say it, Kurt, say that was lazy publishing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I'll it was lazy writing. Uh, uh, spineless I'll say it's spineless take a stance um, and Keith Price says 2020 ain't over yet Sheesh. true uh, <laughs> damn it Keith 
Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. And when you use the promo code and receive your products, don't forget you can take a pic with uh, LGB in the pic somewhere. Share it online and tag us, uh, hashtag LGB Radio. Let us know about it, and we'll send you some free blues-themed stickers as a thank you. That will wrap up episode eight of season, episode 10 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go let's team go in blues. red jerseys. No. No. <laughs> Boo. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues.